Oh, I spend so much time looking at those soundboards, Nate. I oh, that's didn't figure out how I wanted to come into this. Oh, okay. You know, uh, not great for uh, the beginning of the podcast, but I'm sure there's going to be rich uh, yeah. rewards later on as yeah. you start uh, dig- digging through those. <laughs> how many? Oh. Just queue it up where we left off, you know? How, how many different soundboard apps do you have on your phone now? I got now? three of them now. Okay. And, uh, man, two of these, just just a lot of a lot of options. Are we just going to get to the point probably where you don't even, don't even bother watching the movie that we've watched anymore? Saying. I'm just, just listening. ignore me and well, I'm gonna, rifle through those. I'm going to listen to the words <laughs> that come out of your mouth so I can be like, oh, hey, I got one for yeah, that, my, you know? Here's my contribution. Yeah. I got to... <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. That's whatever it takes. Pretty good. That'll whatever it takes. Come in handy there. This seems like there's. I'm, I'm looking at you scrolling through that thing. It's, I think there's too many options. There's there seems to be a lot. You, uh, need, you need this sort of soundboard app where you can pare it down to the essentials. Is there like a favorites button on that? Oh, you could just uh, man. Yeah, there's your favorites, favorites going. Yeah, and then yeah. That's that, good. I'm that gonna way, there to, won't be so much scrolling. I'm gonna have to edit that's through that. A lot one. of work. To we got do, this yeah. other one that's. Bazinga. You know, that's, oh, wow. that's got some options. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. This this has been uh this has been building for weeks now. I feel like it's yeah. I didn't think you'd really come through, but now, now maybe you've come through too much. Yeah, no, we're here. We're ready There's to go. Egg on my face. Action. You know? All over this podcast. That's what they say in movies. Yeah. They go. <laughs> Action. You're uh yeah. you're one step away from becoming a real max headroom type well, right now. You know. I, I don't know what that like is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, certainly what that was. The world's a weird, scary place yeah, now. What else is going on out there? Oh. I haven't really been out in the world for Ooh. for a while. Nothing. Here. Yeah, I haven't really. Heard I don't think what people are talking about out there or what they're doing. Summer stopped and people stopped. I think I realized I've just been. COVID's yeah, over. I've, I've been uh, down in a basement with no uh, no do windows do working do do for do for a few weeks do and. Dude. Didn't realize that it just gets dark really early now. Like oh, that already yeah, happened. That yeah. super snuck up on me out yeah. of nowhere. Like seven thirty. Yeah, just forget about I was, it. I was not expecting it to be completely dark today, and I was like, "Oh shit, we're at that point of the year already." Yeah, yeah. Uh, summer's gone, man. And I don't know. It wasn't an endless summer for us. You ever see that a uh, oh. surfing documentary? Nope. It's really boring. It's about those people whole, surfing. Whole generation of people really like that movie for some reason. It's just dry footage of people surfing. Oh. I don't know. I didn't get it. You should just watch uh, John from Cincinnati instead. Oh, that sounds delightful. That's um, got surfing in it. It's a guy from Cincinnati who tries to become a pro surfer. No. That's the, the concept of the show. No, a family of scumbag surfers find mm. the next Jesus Christ. Oh, that's... Much more uh, high concept than what yeah. I was expecting from the name John from Cincinnati. It's I, what I'll probably just watch Point Break again. Okay, this is what's well, gonna happen? It's the guy that did Deadwood that for the thousandth time. Oh, he's a real talent. From, yeah, uh, if his work on Deadwood is any indication. Yeah, he did a season of this show for HBO, and they were like, "This shit's kind of weird, bro." Oh, yeah, HBO show. It. That doesn't sound like the title of an HBO show. That sounds like the title of a CBS sitcom. I think is. Maybe maybe why it didn't work out. People didn't know what they were getting. It was great, and it's got that guy I love from Cougar Town. Mm, um, I saw, I think, a lot of Cougar Town. Yeah, it did. But now that I'm looking back on it, I don't remember anything about Cougar Town. That's one of those things that's just gone out of my memory. Yeah. One of the many things that's just fallen out of my head. I'm sure you can watch that show nowhere. 
Uh, is, is that a show about a guy who can't remember anything? No, I'm just saying you just can't watch Cougar Town anywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I doubt it's streaming. Maybe they will start taking advantage of this. I can care. just start like uh, watching the shows that yeah. I've seen every episode of again and being like, oh, I don't remember a single minute of this. No. I can just relive all the hits. This was a terrible show. What was I thinking? Where would you start? Oh, good question. Um, what don't I remember? I think it's like the uh, post adulthood at some point. Yeah. Things I watched like through the teen years, like yeah. I can still pull like it was from yesterday. But like anything from early twenties on that was good, it's mm. like that's that's completely all gone. Yeah. I don't remember any of that stuff. Kind of that early aughts shit. Yeah, people are always quoting me The Office, and I'm like, yeah, you watched like the first four seasons of The Office, right? But you never know what the fuck they're talking about no. whenever they try to quote The Office at you. Yeah, that's a. People just really watch that on Netflix. Yeah, over, Parks, Parks over and Rec again. Like it's a show. new show. I, I agree. I don't understand. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, maybe I could watch Community again. I don't. Oh, think I really yeah. remember anything about that other than it was a good show. Yeah, I watched two seasons of that. Maybe. Oh, you need to get into those uh, other seasons. I think. Well, they like moved it to Friday night. Oh, and then it was. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go out drinking on yeah. a Friday night. I'm not gonna watch your TV show. Right. Right. You fucking idiot programmers. What are you trying to do? Dummies. Sink Dan Harmon's promising career? Whatever happened to that guy? Nothing. Yeah, they still making like a season of Rick and Morty once every like uh, four years or whatever. The yeah. Fuck. They, the fuck that psychopath can churn out a couple episodes of a animated show. They just got through like season four or five and uh, I don't know. I fell off. I bet. Uh, I, I bet got like through two In the time episodes. they've uh, put out those five seasons, uh, there's been like... 18 seasons of The Simpsons that nobody's watched. Oh, that, sure. That have come out. Sure. Like 18, 22 episode seasons of The Simpsons. <laughs> you looking forward Literally to that? Literally nobody I've, I've ever talked to has ever watched. You looking forward to that second Simpsons movie? Oh, they're doing one of those, huh? I think I, so. I got a big question for you. I think they've been talking uh, about it since the first one. Uh, Spider Pig, is he coming back? Hey, now. The, the, huh? He, he took the nation by storm. He did. It was, uh, he did. It was it was pretty ham. I remember. <laughs> oh, it was not ham. It was good stuff. <laughs> when, he, when he took over took over the world, everybody he was on the tips of everybody's tongue. It was from the what I remember. funniest thing the Simpsons did in twenty years. Oh wow, that's. I hope that's not true. Point something Could else be. out that's funny. Sure. Yeah, that's Nobody's what I watched thought. it. Nobody's watched yeah, it. Yeah, you like you like that Bart Simpson peen. Yeah, as a good touch. We've been, people have been asking the question for years. I wonder how big uh, Bart Simpson's hog is. Yeah. Finally, we know he's got a funny little boy hog. Yeah. Flapping around. Yeah. I mean, it's uh looked like look like good size to me. I think Weird. That, that's what everybody's penises look like, right? Why did they? Why who like? Nobody edited that Matt, movie. Who's gonna stop him? And was like, "Don't show us." They were mad with power. I guess mad so. with power. They had Hollywood yeah. by the balls. Yeah, they need to bring back Mad TV, or maybe that's what you should watch. Rewatch. Okay, yeah. I'll I know you watched the original run. Definitely. Uh, You're a Artie Lang guy, aren't you? Artie Lang was on yeah. TV. Oh yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking mad about you. I didn't even notice that you yeah. were talking about Mad TV no. for a second. Yeah. I was thinking about, hmm, should I watch Mad about you? And that could be. I'm a little bit older now. Treat Maybe yourself. it'll resonate with me. Treat yourself to that reboot when it was on when I was a teenager. You want to just scrap this podcast and start doing? Yeah, a, so yes, we'll I do. You never ask. We'll do a thirty something podcast Ooh. where we just review the hit television series. That was that. That was thirty something hour long drama, right? I that's don't know. A, that's probably going to be pretty meaty storytelling in there that we can dig into. Yeah. I'm up for anything man yeah the uh fucking poindexter from uh nerds is in it 
Oh, uh, Keith Carradine? Or, oh, no, the, the redhead. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, what's that guy's name? He's got a name. escapes me. He got a name. Yeah, whatever. It's yeah, funny yeah. when he gets that boner and then starts screaming at it yeah. in Revenge of the Nerds. doing that dance with those chicks. I yeah. love that part. Yeah. Hey, sp- redheaded weirdo. Speaking of redheaded weirdos, it's Tom Rock's favorite podcast. It's oh, Baby man, Oil really. and Blow. It's been, been giving what? us a lot of negative feedback. Negative feedback? Yeah, that's right. It's Tom Rock's favorite former podcast. Is that right? Yeah, maybe. Is that good English? I, th- I think we're over the hump. I think we're going to get back in a groove here soon. Yeah, he's going to like us. Get him back on board. It's Baby Oily Bois here on your ears. I was going to say like we're a network. <laughs> There's right, no network. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. No. That's the network. It's an action extravaganza. Internet palooza. The internet. You get this thing the, on the internet. Yeah. Internet's down. Mm-hmm. You watch it. You 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 scream it. You. You, you yell at it, sure, yeah. and this is what you get. Mm. This right here. You listen one, to it. <laughs> one half of your hosts. Get through this intro, even. Jesus Maybe. Christ. I am Matt O. With me, as always, mm-hmm. he is the Lamar to my booger. Mm-hmm. He is Nate Adams. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. Uh, the L to the A to the M to the A to the R. I'm the man mm-hmm. on the mic they call Lamar, there apparently, this week. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the last week of... Uh, so it was September? We had, yeah, we're in September. See we're getting this. Uh, we're getting this last day of September. We're dropping this thing. So wake me up when September okay. ends. Little, we're, we're, we're right at the deadline there to get, oh. get this last uh, episode of our uh, one flong just for laughs series uh, out. It's looking like song. unless we have technical difficulties, we're gonna do it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I tell you, we really. We really pushed this thing to the edge. Yeah. When's the last time we recorded a podcast? It feels like it's been a while. Uh, we did like a Sunday one, and then busy we did like adults, man. week and a half. Fucking busy adults. It's still technically a week apart, but just we can change. You, you were out of town, right? That's just for, yeah. for a little while. Well, how, like, how'd that I go? Was like, I was like, gurney. How, how was uh, your uh, little trip to go get a whole bunch of COVID? So... How much COVID's inside your body? All the COVID. Yeah, they at least enforced masks going in there. Tourist trap was nice. Type shit. Um, what you call it? So you know how they legalized Great candy bar weed in Illinois? I know it very well. Yeah, yeah. It's why everything smells like weed in uh, downtown Chicago yeah. at all times. Well, no matter where you are. Now. now, now if you go to a hotel, motel, people just smoke. A bunch of weed Just inside in the of the rooms? hotels. Oh, that's got to be annoying. And every elevator you get off on, or every floor you oh, get how off on. How many elevators you getting off oh, in? I, all of them. You know, they got cameras in I most got of those things, Yeah, man. hell yeah. Let them oh. see, man. I don't care. I'm like that sex and videotape movie. Uh, yeah, that one was very controversial for its time. It I'm had, controversial. Uh, that gap-toothed bitch from uh, the yeah. David Spade show in Mini it. Mini Driver. She, uh, <laughs> she was on that David Spade show, know. right? Did, what, did he have a show? Oh, yeah, he had a show. Laura San Giancomo. Who? Come on. Oh, you know just show. shoot me. Just shoot me. That's yeah, right. Yeah, he was in that. that. She's in that? One? Hell yeah. She getting naked like, in that? I gotta assume so. Oh, I should the probably watch that about videotaping movie. sex, bro. She's got big old hooters. Yeah, fucking getting them out on film back in the 90s. Chig pot, chig pot, chig pot pie. That's pretty weird. That's what Dave Cross says when he's playing her fake handicapped brother on the hit series Just Shoot Me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming together he now. He fell out of a tree when he was a kid. Now, um, the premise of that one faking it was, since. was what? Who was getting shot and why? Her father owns a very successful fashion magazine. Oh, I see. Played uh, by Mr. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould was on Just Shoot Me? Yeah. Uh, 
That's wild. Hey, He's no the idea. father, Jack something or other. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. I like yeah. fashion. Yeah. I like and then, uh, 70s uh, film icons. Yeah. That, uh... That weird... Back when gangly Jews could be sex symbols. It right. Was a, it was a better time in the 70s. Yeah. It's, that show's got some things. The bald guy, he's great. He was in a Galaxy Quest. Oh, I love the bald guy from Galaxy yeah, Quest. He's, a guy, he's in all sorts guy. of short-lived sitcoms like, yeah. back in the 1990s. Was he in the, uh, he's in the uh, Veronica Mars? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, the father, Keith Mars. Yeah, it's the same bald guy. Great, uh, great actor there. Yeah. Does great work in that, that yeah. at least... The first two seasons of that show, I think it fell off a cliff after a while. That's another one I don't really remember anything about, even though I watched all of it. See? They're reliving go. all the past hits. We plus we've given you, the listener, a million fucking ideas to fucking watch when you get stuck in the next lockdown. Yeah. It's, you can watch any of these shows we just so mentioned. many uh, vaguely remembered ninety sitcoms mm-hmm. that you've seen the bulk of the series of. I have, yeah. <clears throat> Such a weird life you've lived. Well, I stand by my decisions. Um, yeah, so this is the last comedy movie we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, we've done three of them. Ten of them. Uh, if you remember correctly, and th- we tried to make these standalone episodes. We don't mm-hmm. want to make the barrier to entry out there yeah. too difficult for new people to jump on. But I got to say, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you're probably going to want to go back and do that before Absolutely. you jump in here. Because we, we got a real double header, I feel like. Those are going I there. think so. We got t- two guys going head to head. People are going to be Two comparing. brothers. Two iconic Hollywood brothers. Yeah. Last week, we talked about uh, Charlie Sheen and Hot right. Shots. We gave, our, we gave our review of it. Yeah. Now we got a new movie, Matt. Ooh. Last one of the month. We're going to stack it up. Let's get into the rundown. <sighs> rundown. What could it be? Um, this week is going to be brought to us by... Uh, in the spirit of comedy and in the spirit of uh, us encroaching on October, uh-huh. I'm going to say let's give a shout out to the Sandman. Uh, go go watch Hubie Halloween again on Netflix. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. You're getting, you're getting some laughs. You're getting some some Halloween yeah. mood going on. It's time for the first of my annual rewatches of Hubie Halloween, which I plan on Ooh. doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. Or until Netflix stops becoming a thing, which... How many, I don't s- how many years do they probably have left? I don't know. I think they're just going to take over Before as Blockbuster comes back and uh, takes, them, takes them out of business. <sighs> Big comeback. Nobody saw it coming, bro. Yeah. I'm, I need a brick-and-mortar videotape store. <laughs> I would love to go to one of those right now, quite frankly. Uh, they closed down uh, the last... Uh, uh, the Oasis video? Yeah. Where am I going to get my uh, old VHS porno tapes to uh, watch and then take back to a physical location? If you... Dig deep enough on the internet. There's got to be like tape collector. I wonder if there's a like a dumpster behind trading. that strip mall it was in, just probably full of old porno tapes. We could go dig through after we're done recording this. We could just we could just stop the show. Yeah, now. Let's just get, yeah, let's just let's go. Get let's find out. You, you sober enough to drive? Yeah, that was, that was a joke. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I wasn't going to tell you the truth either way. The rundown is this week of 1993's National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Ooh. This is a film with a pedigree. This is a National Lampoon film right here. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big brand right there. I know it comes yeah. with a, a lot of credibility, so mm-hmm. people are probably excited about that. This is a film, Matt, yeah. with a runtime. We talked about how short uh, Hot Shots was last week, and we were digging it. This is a runtime of 83 minutes right here, Matt. Quite possibly the shortest film we've ever had to sit through for this uh, godforsaken podcast. That was nice, huh? Real happy to see that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
This had a very modest budget of $8.2 million. They weren't breaking the bank. They were just making a, a small comedy that maybe people would like. Just a little, a little get a laugh for the folks. Gross. $51 million. Huge it was shit. worth it. I think Worth it's the investment. The they time and the so. money. Big hit. Um, maybe not with critics. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 21% fresh right here. So. What? What did, Not a lot of good reviews. What'd they, uh, what'd they give Hot Shots? I don't remember. That was in the notes from last week. I just think I've, was expect like, you to be like a computer. Yeah, I, I wish I was. Why can't you be more like that Rain Man? I wish I had one of those Iron Man robot hearts. That'd be cool, too. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I'd remember this shit, but I got my head's filled up with all the TV shows. Director of this film, Matt. Yeah. A guy named Gene Quintano. Whoa. Guys, that Gene Quintano? Yeah, he's a big wig over at the uh, Police Academy franchise. This is the director of Police Academies 3 and 4. So Oof. they asked him back. Yeah. After that third one popped off so big, yeah. they were like, come on back, bro. Let's keep making Police Academy movies. This is a guy who made a nature documentary that I know oh. you're a big fan of. Okay. Um, called Operation Dumbo Drop. Yes. Yeah, filmed in real time documentary yeah. about a. A, an elephant rescue? Yep. I, I know that one really Very uh, successful. emotionally affected you when you saw that one. Yeah, well. Also, uh, this is an action movie podcast. We are talking about action comedies. This guy's got a little bit of uh, action experience under okay. his belt, too, because right. he made uh, JCVD's uh, Die Hard in a hockey game movie, Sudden Death, which is uh, a feel-good favorite. And the hockey game takes place between... Um, I know it takes place at the Penguin Stadium, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Are, are the Blackhawks the other team? I do believe it's Hawks and Penguins. Yeah, I, thought, I think so, too. I think, I think we're both on the same page there. Yep. How <laughs> the hell did they get the NHL to sign off on that? Tough times. Tough times for that league. Oh, yeah. Do you, I was going to say, do you remember the mid-'90s for the NHL? Yeah. Yeah. I just did, thankfully, they've grown astronomically since then. Everybody's bring watching, back uh, watching the games. flame puck. You're right. I saw there was, uh, I think, maybe the first uh, game tonight, the preseason going on. Yeah. And, uh, I think tickets are like $5. <laughs> you know, those pre- preseason games are like 5 bucks right now. What do you think about uh, Flurry? Far cry from what was going on uh, seven, eight years ago. I, I flurry. I think he's got some some gas left in the tank. I want to see. You. I want to yeah. see what he brings to the team. It's yeah, be very a little exciting. bit of class all the yeah. way from Hopefully. Pittsburgh. Hopefully, a little bit of class. Pennsylvania stars of this film, Matt, as we were talking about earlier. Uh, just Carlos Estevez starred in our movie last week, mm-hmm. so now we're pitting him up against his bro, uh, Emilio Estevez, is in this film, starring in this film, I should say, as Jack Colt. Mm-hmm. He's a cap. He's a guy. Uh, we saw him as Alex Furlong in the sci-fi thriller Free Jack. Oh. We saw him as Frank Wyatt in the Chicago set thriller Judgment Nights. Oh. He's uh, at least a triple crown winner. I don't know. Maybe, maybe even more than that. Was, yeah. Also, he's Gordon Bombay. He's well, yeah, famous hockey legend Gordon Bombay. Since we're talking, we're talking hockey. Since yeah. we're talking pucks, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring that up right there. Yeah, you got to. Uh, he's minor league hockey star Gordon Bombay. Could have gone pro. Should have uh, gone pro. Except for I the thought, knee yeah, injury. Except for the, you oh, I thought it was a drug addiction. I got to watch those movies again, turns that I don't that, remember yeah. a single moment of them. Yeah. Watch that at, in between seasons of Veronica Mars. Oh, I've got so much on my plate. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson is also in this film as his partner, Wes Luger. Yeah, he's, he's a cop. 
He's been in stuff. He's been in stuff. He's been in a few uh, things. I don't remember which movies of his we've watched. The one where his he gets... IMTV is too long to like the, just write just watched the you know? what is that? Probably Kiss... Die Hard 3. No, we didn't watch that. We didn't watch Die Hard 3 no. yet. We just yeah, watched long the Kiss girls. Goodnight, definitely yeah. there. That's a fucking We watched on. uh the shark one where oh, he gets yeah, eaten he's by a shark. Definitely in a eaten by a shark in a deep blue sea. We've probably seen him in like four or five movies. We've got to have seen him in like four or five movies at this point. <laughs> Hell yeah, give him all the. Yeah, all the you know, hey, way to go. He's fucking trip from the movie Juice. You know who this guy. Oh he's shit! Right here. See that guy in the kilt in that uh, drug movie? Yeah, I would imagine so. The fifty-four, like two, seven, eight. Yeah. I don't know the number. Speaking of uh, legends, there's also another comedy legend in this comedy that I want oh. to talk about. Oh, excuse uh, me. John Lovitz is in this film as a character named Tim Tim Becker. He's a stool pigeon. You know him, of course, from giving the your shit nom champagne speech. Yes. The opening scene of Happiness, the greatest opening scene of any film ever. Yeah. Uh, you know him as being the janitor at Squats Fitness in uh, Grown Ups 2, oh. which I think is one of the best modern Sandman movies. If Underrated. We're, if we're talking modern Sandman no. right there. Uh, he was, uh, of course, of course, Legendarily, the voice of Jay Sherman in the greatest uh, oh. animated show of all time, The Critic. That's yeah. <laughs> Probably I can rewatch that anytime. I don't remember much about that. Oh, it holds up. I've seen it recently enough. Also, uh, nobody thought that it could be done, but uh, very successfully, he replaced Bruno Kirby in City Slickers Two: The Legend of Curly's Gold, mm. which I think better than the original. Yeah, I want to say. Uh, was he on the news radio? I think he, I think he replaced Phil Hartman when Phil Hartman died. Oh wow! Yeah. Big shoes to fill. Yeah, I'm sure he did it famously. Oh, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah, working alongside of Andy Dick. Mm. <laughs> working on top of Andy Dick sometimes too. I hear. Totally. Tim Curry, Matt. Yeah. This is this is an actor who I love. This is. Uh, Why don't you marry him? I, I would. He might be dead. I don't know. Oh. I haven't seen him for a while. Is he still alive? That's a good question. He's playing the character Mr. Jigsaw, who's a bad guy who's got some sort of plan involving microfilm. Mm. Uh, this guy, he was the voice of Dr. Anton Severius on the hit animated show Gargoyles. Mm. Speaking of animated mm. shows that we love. Yeah. Uh, he was the concierge in Home Alone 2, oh, Lost in New York. Hilarious. One of his greatest roles. The concierge, yeah. Similar role, he was uh, Wadsworth in the movie Clue. You ever see that Clue, Clue movie they made back in the day? People are big no. fans of that one. No. I, I think I watch it like every five years or so, being like, people love this movie. Is it great? I don't remember it. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't really remember it still. Watch huh. it again, don't really remember it still. Huh. Uh, his best role, other than in this film, which I think is his greatest work, of Legend. course, is when he played the character... Herkimer Hamolka oh, and the beloved, beloved uh, jungle set film Congo. Oh, yeah. I know you yeah. saw Congo. I don't even got to ask you if you saw All Congo. the Congos with the apes. Making lasers out of diamonds. Michael Crichton's big uh, follow-up to Jurassic Park. And people were like, wow, we didn't think he could top himself, but and he, here he did here it. Here it is. Here he did it. I was more of a gorillas in the mist kind of guy. Uh, I was more of a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition kind of guy. You know what I mean? That's why I was excited to see Kathy Ireland. Let me is see in if I got movie, a Matt. swing button somewhere. Kathy Ireland is in this film as yeah, tell us about her. Destiny yeah. Demeanor. She's uh, the femme Ooh, yeah. fatale of the film. She's a a, uh, a cookie yeah, vixen here. She She's is. a head of a, the Wilderness Girls, which Ooh. is kind of like the Girl Scouts, but yeah, more. more 
more kinda. rustic, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. She was a swimsuit model. Oh, yeah. She was the kicker in Necessary Roughness. Yeah. Another oh, yeah, great comedy. This is the closest this I got. You go ahead, though. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Good. Well, we so, talk uh, about also, Kathy. Uh, she played the character Brittany Maddox Ooh. on four episodes of Melrose Place. I'd like to watch those yeah, episodes. I bet there was some erotic yeah. stuff going on right. there at the Melrose Place. Those people were always sucking and fucking from what I remember. Ooh, no, at the Melrose Place? Even Jerry Seinfeld was watching it. Remember remember, uh, Billy, Elizabeth Shoes, goofy thumb-looking little brother playing uh. the character Billy? He sucked, Matt. Sounds like you got to go back and watch the Melrose Place. Did you say he's got thumb toes? Ruin that show. No, he just looks like a toe like a, a, oh. a toe. Just uh, looks Megan, like a toe with a curly wig. Megan Fox has those uh, toe thumbs. Oh, yeah, I know. I yeah. find them kind oh. of erotic. Only thing about that girl I like. Oh. Dennis Leary's in this film briefly, but he's Dennis Leary, so oh. i got to mention him. He's playing the character Mike McCracken, some sort of low-level drug dealer crony. I mentioned him because we saw him in Judgment Night. We saw him in Demolition Man. Oh, shit. He's a Triple Crown winner, man. Wow. Fucking also, he's an asshole. Oh, yeah. He is. You don't get any uh, quotes from that song? Um, (laughs) Feels like that should be a button. It really feels like that should be a button. Yeah, that should. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, We haven't even gotten to the big bad of this film, the main villain. We've already talked about so many great actors. But uh, let's get to it now. William Shatner is in this Ooh. film as General Mortars, who is the guy doing uh, the character of like the guy from Nam who starts, uh, you know, smuggling drugs. Yeah, it's in every movie in the 1980s. Right, the character who came back from Nam and became a drug smuggler. Right. Uh, you because of the him connections he made overseas from being T.J. Fucking Hooker mm. on the show T.J. Fucking Hooker. Yeah. Um, also, he's on some sort of other sci-fi show for dorks. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, I know this one. Battlestar Galactica. Probably. Who could care? Yep. Uh, one last guy I want to mention here. Uh, Frank McRae is in this <sighs> film. Playing Captain Doyle. Oh, yeah. He's the ultimate cop movie captain. Who's he? Well, uh, give me some <laughs> examples. Are you sure? We saw him already doing what? this role. This exact same role in 48 hours. <laughs> we saw him doing this exact same role in uh, what, Last Action Hero. Uh- Triple Crown winner right here. Just playing basically the same character. Yeah. That's, he's he's laced his way into it, I think, more than anyone else. He's he, doing the same shtick. Yeah. Not just showing up on the podcast three times, but <clears> playing <throat> the same character. Same fucking three different asshole. Movies. God bless him. Tagline of this film. Oh. See it before they make the sequel. It's a joke. They're already talking about the sequel and the marketing. It's, it's This movie's got a lot of gags in it, dude. Even in the advertising. That's applause. I thought. I was hoping it'd be more gonna, laughter. I thought it was gonna be snoring at first. This is laughter. what it kind of sounded like to me. Yeah, for sure. yeah, they're not all hits. Start, start heckling our own podcast through a soundboard. I'd like to. Let's get into the plot of this film because okay. uh, there's 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 a lot to get through. This is this is this movie's gonna take a while, I think, for us to dissect. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of different players on the board here. <laughs> plot of this film. An L.A. detective is murdered. Sax music. (laughs) Because she has microfilm with the recipe to make cocaine cookies. Ooh. Two cops partner to find and stop the fiends before they can dope the nation by distributing their wares via the Wilderness Girls Cookie Drive. Huh. That's not not a joke. That's really what this film is, is about. That is uh, the rundown here. Let's get into the next section of our podcast. What's uh, that? 
we always call bullet points. Oh, wait, I think I got real gunshot noises. This is where we go into uh, our notes. We dig through there. That's the weakest sounding gunshot noise I've ever heard. It's a silence. Try to, try to put that into like a rap song is the, the gunshot noise Black in the up, background black up, of a black rap song. Black that, that wouldn't be a hit, I don't think. That, no. that, that song wouldn't chart. That Probably not. Matt, as you were taking notes uh-huh. uh, watching this film, I, I hate to make you scroll I through know. your phone back into the notes section because right. I know we're having so much fun with uh, all the, the soundboards. It's easier. It's easy to get around now. Okay. I mean, this, this, little swipe motions. Get, we get you a little stylus or something maybe. You could, That'd uh, be a good idea. Is that like a good that. work? What was your first uh, bullet point coming, coming into Loaded Weapon 1? Nate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Turbo chug. Turbo chug? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's the giant drink that that young man's holding as he leaves the convenience store as we open our film. Oh, okay, yeah. Because uh, in media res, we open. And yeah. Emilio Estevez is driving like a bat out of hell. Yeah. It's like, where's he going? It's going to be like some sort of crazy cop thing he's got to do, whatever it is. No, we're just going to a convenience store. Right. The joke is that he just drives like an asshole everywhere. Yeah. Kind of like Nick Nolte in 48 Hours, and he's yeah. got like a, a ragtop going. Like, he does. That Nolte Beat up ragtop, ragtop just like, yeah. He's driving like a crazy person, yeah. and immediately I'm like, well, we've seen that in a lot of cop movies, and we yeah. always talk about it. The first thing they're giving us right here, this maybe this movie was written by somebody who uh, knows their shit. Maybe we're in for a real treat is what I was thinking. Mm. I looked it up. Turns out this movie was written by a guy who's only written this movie. <laughs> Seems insane to me. Seems like this should just be like some studio hack that's written like four hundred things. No, he one film and then he he bowed out. He's like, he's like, that's I it. left it all. Said, on I'm the retired, table. everybody. Yeah. It's, it's all. I said everything I needed to say. He was gonna write a second movie. It was called Lethal or Loaded Weapon Two. Mm, it would have been a good idea. And then when yeah. they were like I not interested, he's like, well, I'm not interested in you, Hollywood. Yeah, so since we're at a convenience store, we've mm-hmm. all seen cop movies before. We know what's going to happen here is uh, the cop's going to stumble into a random uh, convenience store robbery. Yeah. It's a thing that happens in every single goddamn all of them. Uh, cop movie. But there's a little bit of an undercutting here. Even Maniac Cop 2. Emilio comes in all dramatic, and there's smoke behind him and shit. And you're like, oh, shit, stuff's oh. going to go down. There's probably a robbery going on there. But then it's just like a normal convenience store, and there's like some nice guys behind the register, and they're like, hey, what's up, man? And people are buying Twinkies and shit. Yeah. This is going to undercut your expectations. Don't think you've got this movie figured out. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's got what layers. happens is robbers do come in after that, and there, there is a big robbery here. Well, they're just looking for different kinds of pantyhose to put on their heads. That's a funny joke. They're, they're buying the pantyhose to put them on their head yeah. to rob the place. Also, uh, I, I laughed. Uh, I think the first time I laughed in this movie is mm-hmm. when... Uh, Emilio asks them uh, what the flavor of the day for the uh, Slurpees are. Yeah. And the guy says, Kiwi Cherry. That's the funniest. That's the Kiwi funniest cherry. option. Kiwi Cherry. Yeah. They, they probably workshopped that gag for, for an Kiwi hour. Kiwi Cherry. What's the funniest option that, that could be uh, on tap today? I think have an Indian guy say Kiwi Cherry. Yeah. That sounds funny. Say words, Indian man. We're going to laugh at the sound of your voice. Yeah. So, uh, of course, Emilio has to foil this robbery. Yeah. And basically what we get here is... The grocery store scene from Cobra all over again. Pretty much. Basically shot for shot that, except this is an over-the-top comedy parody where everything's happening and it's ridiculous and you're supposed to laugh at it. And Cobra was like, no, we're doing it for real. Yeah. This this is really how we're opening our awesome movie. This is more like the uh, convenience store shootout we just saw in the hit film Blue Streak. Oh, yeah, that's right. Very similar uh, setup here where Mm -hmm. the movie opens with a cop stumbling into a shootout here. 
So there's gags where they keep pulling out bigger and bigger uh, guns and whatnot. Similar to Hot Shots, you got these escalating jokes here. Yeah. Where, oh, he's got this. And then he pulls out a machine gun. Then he pulls out a flamethrower. Yeah. Then he pulls out a bazooka. I say, but it was landing. Uh, it's it's it's, re- it's really landing. It's I was laughing. Like, wow, I'm 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 loving this. Uh, they even address after it's over how the hero in these movies always completely destroy the uh, businesses that uh, right. they're supposedly sticking up for. Smart writing here, man. Yeah, this guy. He knew what he was doing. This guy watched a lot of action movies. He's some sort of John Kennedy tool or whatever that guy's name was. You wrote one really successful book and it never got published. And then they made it after he died and he won the Pulitzer. It's <laughs> not, not going to be a second second movie from this guy. Tell me more, nerd. I'll tell you more. About books. I'll tell you more about this movie. Okay. Uh, I like that. Time to get lowbrow. Whoopi yeah. Goldberg's here in the next scene. Yeah. I know you're a big Whoopi fan. Did you let out an audible cheer when she showed up? Well, you know, it was uh, it was the fine city of L.A. Uh-huh. at night. Yeah, sixty-seven degrees. Okay. Oh yeah, there's, we got some Clear. gags where they're they're telling us yeah. everything everywhere we are on the bottom of the screen, like movies do sometimes. Yeah. But then they start telling us more more stuff that movies yeah. don't. I don't remember what they what they say, but it gets ridiculous. Yeah, I quit writing it down. Either way, I was very excited that this is the wilderness girls scene because this is the big thing I remember from this movie. Yeah, is that Tim Curry? This was in the preview, right? Yeah, it had to have been him showing up. Shows up, bearded old weird man dressed as a pigtailed little girl selling cookies. Not to be confused with the hit scene Mm. of uh, whatever movie that was, where Mm -hmm. Chris Kattan shows up as a Girl Scout and he's like, "You guys want to buy some cookies?" Yeah, Which is also funny. Probably pretty good, but uh, yeah. Tim Curry's Wilderness Girls. Yeah, that's right, Wilderness and that, Girls. That just big open mouth grin he's given when yeah. she looks through the peephole in her door. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the that was in the trailer. I could watch that and laugh for hours. This is the funniest delivery anybody's uh, ever. And then she's like, "Why are you selling cookies in the middle of the night?" And he's like, uh, "Troop leader says we're not meeting our quota." <laughs> Just the way, just the way he fucking pronounces quota had me laughing. He's doing Tim Curry immediately the MVP of this whole fucking. He's movie. doing Steve Martin's hamburger shtick. Yeah, doing like it way better. A decade before Steve Martin, not Amble funny. Guy, you know? not, not funny if you ask me. Yeah, never sure has been. been. Never was. Tim People Curry. People really blow that guy for for no reason. He was funny in that boring movie he made with Zach Braff. Oh, Father of the Bride. Those those were yes. a real delight. Those films. The one. Yeah. He's so put out by his daughter's wedding. Oh my god! What's gonna go huh? wrong next? This guy's like you and me. Uh, so but he this pays is, the banjo and it's worth millions. This is where the microfilm plot. Yeah, in here. right. And that Whoopi's got some microfilm. She's she come to kill her and take the microfilm. She hides the microfilm under a picture of her and her former partner, Matt. Question mark? I wonder who that could be. Samuel Jackson. What? Samuel Jackson, one of the main characters. Oh in the movie, so. man! Later on, somebody's gonna have to find that microfilm. Seems like we got we got this plot to develop. Yeah, we got a plot going here. Tim Curry shoots her a bunch, and mm-hmm. there's a gag where yeah. he keeps asking her questions, and then she answers them, and he shoots her again. And he's like, "Oh, thank you for your help." Quit, ha- quit answering his questions, yeah. you dumb lady. He keeps yeah. shooting you with his gun. What Chicks, are you, man. What are you right? nuts? Yeah, that's a that was that was a great comeback from that. This era. What are you, nuts? <laughs> you know, that was a joke. You'd yeah. say that to people. So, hey, hey, buddy, what are you, nuts? I, I could bring that back. Yeah. This is, I feel like uh, in honor of Norm MacDonald, I feel like he yeah. probably threw that one at people a lot back in the day. There was a, there was a, there was a 
radio host Kevin uh oh man he was on the package can't remember the Kevin. package Kevin Matthews on the package oh wow was, that you wasn't know. like the uh Maxim magazine owned uh, no 1059 WCKG the package it was all talk on FM I remember when uh, oh come on but 1059 was called the package it was, it was pretty much just terrible name all for the radio hit station. loop disc jockeys from like the 80s but with talk yeah, shows right. now okay uh, and his big catchphrase boring. was his what are you goofy what are you goofy? Yeah, that's a terrible. What are you goofy? I don't want to know. Anything no, that's pretty more good. I'm going to use it. Uh, next scene: Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, uh, here. Mm. Here's some cop stuff going mm-hmm. on, and mm-hmm. uh, that, he's in the Murtaugh wagon. Yeah, he's in the Murtaugh wagon for sure. He's our, our Murtaugh equivalent here. I guess we didn't even mention. Although it's pretty obvious, Loaded Weapon One. This is this is a parody of the Lethal Weapon movies. Is what we're doing here. Mostly just the second. Uh, you get all a little bit from all three of them. I guess First so. First one, second one, third one, uh, and that's when they started doing the third one. I was shocked. I was like, the third one came out before this movie. Yeah. That that thought it was later into the '90s than it was, but Reckon but nope. Timelines, man, they're the first thing to go. Yep. Um, for some reason, this gag he's doing here with mm-hmm. uh, the guy who played Proctor in the Police Academy movies. Where they're just doing the head and shoulders commercial? That's who that fucker was. It was Proctor. Yeah, that's right. God damn it. Of course he was. Yeah, <sighs> everybody loves Proctor. It's good to see him. I really loved this joke when I was a kid. And this mm-hmm. was definitely one that was in the uh, trailer, too. But it's just, they're literally just doing the head and shoulders commercial of right. the era. Just like, oh, right. put it on. It's tingling. That means it's working. Thumbs up. There's not really a joke there. No. But when I was a kid, I was like, oh, man, they're doing the commercial. I love this. This is hilarious. Oh Look, man! Looking back, joke's not so funny anymore. I'm too I'm too slow on the soundboard, man. But you know, I, I'll figure it out. I was gonna get you with the got him. Even you if you're know, looking at it as like a parody, like oh, they're making fun of uh, putting how 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 much they put ads in movies now, product yeah. placement. Uh, Wayne's World does that joke sure far better, far yeah. fucking better before this. So yeah. you know what's 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 going on here? It's step it up is what it's, I'm thinking at this point when I'm watching Loaded Web. I'm gonna one. I'm gonna. Argue you? Oh, okay. I think you're getting at it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call this joke a setup to the bigger laugh. Oh, okay. What's what's the bigger laugh here? This Can't is, give it away. Okay. Oh, Come when scenes, are we gonna get there? Scenes, oh, scenes later. Later. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess Samuel Jackson's dead face delivery of a that means it's working was yeah. pretty funny. Maybe that's why I laughed so much when I was a kid when this happened. I'm glad you said it because we can start right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Sam Jackson. Straight man and the oh. shit out of this movie. Infamous over the top screamer Samuel oh. L. Jackson. That's what he's known for. In this it's movie, nice. he's the straight man to everybody. He's playing everything, underplaying absolutely right. everything. Just small reactions, nothing big, nothing Taking broad. Taking it serious. I loved it. I think he's one of the funniest parts of this movie for fucking sure. Yeah. Just being like the guy dropped in the middle of craziness. Definitely Total- don't expect that from him. Totally uh, pairs well against Emilio's, you know. Goofy over the topness. Yeah, this. he's going pretty hard. Uh, Samuel Jackson's doing more of a Charlie Sheen and Hot Shots yeah. uh, thing here, and Emilio's doing more of a. Oh man, I really gotta, I really gotta do something to stand out more than my brother, who is already in a movie in exactly shots. fucking yeah. like this. Yeah. It's gonna look pretty fucking stupid that I'm doing this exact same movie that, that what my brother already did. Yeah. Oh God, I'm getting desperate. Free Jack wasn't the hit we thought it was gonna nope. be. 
Nope. Yeah. What year was this? This was 93. Um, I think Free Jack was probably a couple years before this, maybe. Yeah. I guess 91 or something. He was just... I don't know. He I was know. just waiting for the Mighty Ducks to show oh, up yeah. at his door. Little, little mini comeback little there. Thank God he got it. I'm yeah. always rooting for him. I'm always out there Hell rooting yeah. for Emilio. The little dog. I mean, the underdog. Speaking, speaking of which, the next scenes were introduced to him. Living his moody beach life out on the, you know, I guess we already saw him foil at a robbery, but yeah, we're but introduced to his his inner his inner life, his his yeah. personal world, his Riggs RV. Which is all, yeah, a direct parody of all the Martin Riggs shit from the first fucking Lethal Weapon. He's sad. He's living out on the beach in a fucking RV. I love so He's suicidal. <laughs> I love how they just. They rip it off so hard. It's, I mean, like, it's shot not even a parody. It's just like, like I think they got the exact location from Lethal Weapon right? like, yeah. to do exact shots. But I, I also love the joke, and it's still hit for me, where he walks into his tiny little trailer house, and then he's just, it's a gigantic mansion when they're yeah. shooting the interiors. It's like all fucking marble pillars, and it looks like gaudy-ass joint Trump would live in or right. something. Not Great lost. joke. Not lost on Laughed you. as a kid. Laughed as an adult. Yep. Uh... Also, he's so sad here. He's doing a lot of heavy drinking. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes, he drinks like us. Yeah, I wrote that we should recreate uh, the drink that he makes here and drink it while we record the podcast. You got him made up somewhere? I, I totally forgot about that, so I didn't do that. Yeah. What was it? It was uh, Jack, Jack Bushmills, Bushmills Stoli, and, and chocolate, chocolate syrup. syrup. Yeah, just healthy pours of each, shaken up and drank out of a... Giant Leo DiCaprio and a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood goblet. I have to assume we've drank worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I probably this week. I love though when he he sits down uh, before he drinks. He just says, "Here's to getting through another lousy day." Yeah, <laughs> out loud to nobody. Yeah. I was like, "That's that's maybe like a motto for this podcast." Here. Yeah, here's to getting through another lousy day. Those are words to live by, right there. Yeah, that's yeah that that fits our show, man. Also, he's sitting in his lazy boy, crying over the picture of uh, the dead wife, just like Martin Riggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out there's a comedy man. It's a joke. It's Claire, you Mrs. think it's her. think it's a dead wife he's talking about? Then it's you see partner. the picture, and it's it was a dog. It's what? It's, oh. it's a missing dog. His dog got kidnapped, and they're doing all this over the top dramatic suicidal shit. Because a guy's dog got kidnapped. Oh, jeez. Fucking, you're crazy. You're crazy comedy movies, oh. is what I was thinking right here. Chief from 48 Hours shows up in the next scene. Um, he's just screaming gibberish. Just yep. Plowing through the fucking police station, screaming gibberish. And you're mm-hmm. like, everybody's like, oh, man, I, uh, I recognize that guy. Some other McCray. movies he's in doing this same thing. Yeah. I like recognizing things that I understand. It makes me makes me feel smart. Yeah. That's why I like these spoof movies. I can point at things and be like, yeah. I know what that is. I'm some kind of genius. That's why we watch Shriek if I know what you Yeah, people who watch these things Friday really the like 13th. them, I feel like, are the same people who call themselves, like, film buffs. Whenever somebody's, like, telling you about what a yeah. film buff they are, and they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, what kind of stuff are you into? And they just, like, start talking about, like, basic bitch fucking movies. And it's like, yeah. oh, so you mean, like, You've seen movies. You mean like you go to the movies like once every four months or something. You can recall films you've seen. (laughs) You don't know what you're talking about, you fucking basic bitch idiot, is what Uh, I always tell these fucking people. Always. Let them know. Um, So yeah, this is when I noticed first, too, when Samuel Jackson's all calm getting screamed at. I was like, oh, he's playing the fucking dead face straight man through this whole movie. That's very interesting. Yeah. But this is a scene, this is a direct parody, once again from Lethal Weapon 1. Yeah. The scene where the partners meet. Samuel Jackson... Thinks that he's a bad guy, so he tries to shoot him. Yeah, because he was smoking. And this one, it's just like an anti-smoking ad. They're poking some fun at uh, 
early 90s, everybody trying to ban smoking from everywhere, I think. Yeah, early 90s. You really lamed it up. Smoking was cool. Yeah, they really, there was a big uh, media push there for a while, just like trying to make smoke and total success because like smoking just doesn't exist, especially in public places at this point. Yeah. Back in the day, there was a lot of salty people being like, oh, trying to demonize smoking, trying to get me to not smoke on in cars with babies with the windows rolled up. What the fuck? Which is it, liberal Hollywood? Remember when uh, bars finally started going like non-smoking yeah. in like every single town it happened in? Like there was this big outcry. It was just like, oh, we're going to lose all our business. Nobody's yeah. going to come to the bar anymore. They're putting us out of business. And nothing changed. No, nothing changed at all. Everybody still just goes to bars and gets drunk all night long. And you don't have to sit in a disgusting... Cigarette smoke all night long. But come on out to Indiana, yeah, where unless, Jesus is law. Unless you live in this town we're in right now, the last place on the fucking planet where you can still smoke in yeah. bars. It's insane. I like when you invite people from Illinois over. Oh, and they're, they're like, oh. What's going on in here? No. I've seen a lot of them yeah. just not know what they're stepping into. And just yeah. be like, what's going on? There's, yeah. there's smoke everywhere. Yeah. What's happening in this place? It's got like three or four bars where you can't smoke, and they're always quick to point them out. Like, what was the name of that? That place yeah, was nice. I think there's a whole that place was nice. generation of people now that I think about it who probably like don't even know what it's like to step into a smoky room where like a lot of people have been smoking for a long time where you could really just blow their mind taking them into an indiana bar just being like what's that smell in here what is happening in here like bring back smoking at the monster truck rally at the rosemont horizon Mm. you know Mm. oh this can't smoke in the horizon anymore this arena is filled with you know, diesel exhaust and fucking Durrells. 2020 is so stupid. I've been saying pussies. it. Pussies. it for years. There was a bunch of pussies. Uh, so, yeah, partners meet. We've got mismatched partners. It's the classic buddy cop formula mm-hmm. right here. And then also we get the classic cop movie female psychiatrist character here. Yeah. In front of. I, I, I laughed when she said that uh, Emilio Estevez was gun happy and he puts a gun to her head. Yeah. <laughs> this is the response. Yeah, that's some good, good physical joke. comedy good we right get from there. Emilio here. Uh, then we move into the next segment of the, the the movie, which really was not hitting for me because no? <laughs> this is where they do all the Silence of the Lambs yeah. parody stuff, and I was just like, this was Silence of the Lambs, early 90s. That was like a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Everybody knew like the main beats of that movie, like everything they're talking about. This many years later, like... This this woo this feels really dated here. Having to sit through like ten minutes of just like recreations yeah. of shit from Silence of the Lambs. What about the fact that you get a uh, Richard Bull Mole? Yeah, I knew you'd be excited about guard. that. So we're doing the scene where they go visit Hannibal Lecter just for no reason. Doctor Lecter. They're just like, uh, hey, you guys are partners now, and then they're like, oh, probably we have some case where we're going to have to go talk to a Hannibal Lecter type. I I imagine. They S- script says we're doing. Parody of Silence of the Lambs now. They knew there was cookies involved with what they were trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. And there's only one person that could help them figure right. out the cookies. Was it Leecher? Dr. Leecher. Instead of, instead of Lecter. They never explained anyway, why. It's pretty much, yeah, pretty much exact recreation of that walking down the hallway scene where uh, Jodie Foster gets cum flung at her. Yeah. Except, uh. That's funny. Except Bull from Night Court is the security guard. Yeah. And he tells them to walk down the wrong way so they get attacked. Yeah. And then we go through, like, just this long sequence of seeing who's in, in every jail cell and it's like all just like 
stuff that was in the news in 1992. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this really doesn't work as a joke in 2021 right now. Just like, uh, I still laugh. Who is, who is that? Uh, some I some lady, uh, maybe I maybe I remember who she was. Who was the second? Was the second one Lorena Bobbitt? I don't know. Yeah, get first Mike one was Tyson Mike Tyson in there. It was just like the uh, third uh, one was the same mini mark ripped that, from the headlines started, jokes yeah. from 1992. No, yeah. no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, genius casting of the Hannibal type here. Fucking Salieri from uh, fucking Amadeus. Just, F. Just like Murray Abraham, just like yeah. they tell us in uh, the fucking Last Action Hero, he got killed Mozart. Man, he's yeah. gonna be a bad guy. He's gotta be he's a bad great, guy. great choice to uh, yeah. be the over the top bad guy. Here. He was mocking me. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the joke here where uh, <laughs> he's telling him that the the guy who's doing all this shit is a, a a man that you used to be involved with, Emilio. So Emilio's remembering all the men he used to be involved with. Well, he's and just a, real casually, just like he's fucked a bunch of dudes in his life. Yeah, he's like a man you were involved with in Vietnam, and it's just him and a young <laughs> Asian, Asian boy running like on the beach together, hands, running like down banana a beach. hammocks. It's uh, a good joke. It's not like it is good. You'd expect in 1993 this to be like the gay panic joke. Like, well, what are you talking about? I wasn't yeah. involved with men, but it's just played out in like sort of a sweet way. Like, oh, let me think about all the different guys I've fucked over yeah. my life. Was it this guy? Was it this guy? Yeah. It's like, no, I don't mean involved that way, man. Come on. Yeah. Um, also, what doesn't work for me very much is the uh, taste like chicken joke they do at the end of this. Oh. And it was a big telegraph, pal. And it was like a big trailer joke, too. Yeah. I remember. We're like, what does human flesh taste like? And he's like, chicken. Maybe that joke wasn't driven into the ground oh, by the time hey. this movie came out. But man, like, that saying everything tastes like tastes chicken. Tastes like chicken. That was really a thing in the yeah. 90s. Like, people yeah. thought that was funny. Like, but it tastes like chicken, huh? Huh? I'm just glad. What was that? Why was that such a thing? I'm just glad Macaulay Culkin came along and got us off of Taste Like Chicken mm. and turned us all on to you know what? Uh, chicken ch- butt. Ch- <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Do <laughs> you know what? Chicken butt joke. Okay. What is this joke? You know what? Yeah, chicken butt as yeah. a response. What does Macaulay Culkin have to do with that? He's the guy that started we say, that. We were saying that long before Macaulay no. Culkin was a thing. No. What, what movie did he start that in? TV show. TV show? Yeah. That guy was a film actor. Now I know you don't know what you're talking about. He did it in Simon's bathtub on that episode of Saturday Night Live. Oh, my God. All right? That was... That's a deep pull right there. Yeah. Specific on uh, Saturday Night Live. No, people were saying chicken butt when I was like seven years old. It's ridiculous. No, I'm telling you. So, guess why? Chicken thigh. Maybe maybe that, that came yeah, around that in the nineties. That was that, that was did. a little addition to that that made it a he lot did, funnier. He did say it. Yeah. Good stuff right there. Yeah. Um also, you know, uh, we were talking last week about how uh Hot Shots had uh, that same attitude where uh, there's just like a casual gay joke in there, but it wasn't like, oh, gross gay people. Uh, yeah. I forget what the joke was in Hot Shots, but it was it was another just like, uh, oh, yeah, it was when uh, Lloyd Bridges is just like, just like, oh, you maybe have sex with a little lady or a man. And yeah. So I think that uh, perhaps the spoof movies of the early 90s starring the Estevez brothers. Yeah. Uh, raised an entire generation of people who weren't uncomfortable with the idea of uh, gay relationships, probably paved the way for gay marriage to be legalized. Yeah. I'm going to give the credit to Hot Shots and Loaded Weapon 1. Yeah, shame on them. Uh, Shame on them. 
giving credit to the gays, mm-hmm. telling people that gaying's okay. I think. Uh, but the Lord, Lord stepped oh, in, and he saw you. right to fix this wrong. He made scary he, movies. No, he gave Charlie. Where he gave once again a bunch of gay panic. No, jokes, he gave I'm Charlie sure. Sheen the AIDS for oh, loving gays. Yeah. Because if you love a gay, you get AIDS. I guess if there's any uh, evidence fact. to there being like uh, some sort of balance or uh, structure to the world, it's Charlie Sheen like not getting away with all the shit yeah. he did and ending up with fucking AIDS. If I know one thing about the Bible, you love gay, you mm-hmm. get AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Charlie Sheen, he's in this next scene. Hell where yeah. They leave the place or whatever playing a valet. He yeah. parked their car. A little cameo. First of... Mini cameos oh. in this movie. By the time this is over, I was like, oh boy. Everybody's in this they got, movie. They got everybody who was a celebrity in 1993 to show up in this fucking movie. All the celebrities. Get some partners bonding stuff after this. Yeah. Where uh, they're in a car driving. They're talking about their old partners. Yep. Of course, Samuel L. Jackson's old partner was Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emilio's just like, yeah, well, I was way closer to my partner than you were. He talks a lot about... My partner, partner used, used to, to lick my toes. Lick his toes and nuzzle his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> the joke is very simple. Like, yeah. oh, we don't... Samuel Jackson doesn't know he's talking about a dog, so he's picturing do. a person doing this. But just the tiny little side-eye reactions that Samuel Jackson yeah. does when he's saying it's this working. weird shit. Like, he's not selling it. He's not giving him big, like, what the fuck did he say? Yeah. He's just giving him weird little, like, looks out of the corner yeah. of his eye. And I'm like, his underselling of everything is making a lot of jokes yeah. in this movie work way better than they should have. He's just saying, like, little things like, I don't don't think you should be getting that close with your partner. Funny shit. Funny shit. Um, you know what else is funny? What's that? Anything Dennis Leary does. Oh, anything. always. Anything he does in anything. Except for when he's trying to be serious, and then he hits like a fucking sledgehammer. I don't know. Does Dennis Leary do comedy anymore, or is he just like no. playing badasses and serious dramas now? He's strictly a tribute to somehow, 9-11 yeah, at this point. Yeah, transitioned himself into being like uh, the Clint Eastwood of, uh, Yeah, I, I don't know, some little bubble somewhere, I think, maybe. there's There's got to be somebody watching all these Dennis Leary TV shows that, I think that so. have happened. Yeah. He's just, he's always going to be the ref to me. But he's in the next scene here. Yeah. Uh, we, we get introduced to him uh, singing at a piano for... No reason. It's pretty weird. Except it's just doing a lounge. William Shatner shows up, though. Doing a lounge like, version of You Really Got Me. Shit shit went bad, man, uh, and it's your fault. And I'm William Shatner, the big bad guy of this movie, and I'm going to fucking uh, kill you real bad. Yeah. So he does. He kills him real bad. He's got a four beautiful ladies behind him. Yeah, dressed up like the Robert Palmer girls, yeah. pretty much. Did you notice? It's like, is this a parody of something, him singing at the piano like this? Because it... It's not striking me as one. I'm not getting the references it's it is. Just, it's just funny that he is. Uh, did, did you see who one of the ladies was? Oh, no, I didn't look that closely. It was the was, film. I only have eyes for Leary is what was, what was going on. The film debut of Denise Lee Richards. Denise Richards is Future in Loaded Weapon 1. of Charlie Sheen, who's wow. also in this film. Wild Things uh, Denise Richards. Yeah. So she, was, she was a phenomenon uh, in the Denise 1990s. Lee Richards oh, in this film. Before she, okay. uh, DLR. Is DLR, baby. Back, back in the day. Uh, what, I, what I did right here is that... Uh, you know, Shatner comes in and he's doing his Shatner thing yeah. where he's like, oh, so over the top and like giving so yeah. much ridiculous gravity to everything. And like, that's the joke. It's being used as a joke here. Yeah. Is this the first time he used his persona as a joke, like a parody of his own persona? I think it is. Looking through his IMDb, like this led to him doing like all those spoken word uh, records and shit he did where it's like... Boop, boop. 
Bing, bing, Before this, he bing, was just bing, legitimately bing, doing bing, this William bing, Shatner thing in like dramas yeah. and fucking Star Wars and whatnot. I think this is the first time they're like, what if you did that, but like we acknowledge that you're bad and goofy mm-hmm. <laughs> and just use it as a joke? And then he was like, I guess so. I need the paycheck. But then it was like, oh, wait. People like this. I can just ride this out for like the yeah. next 12 years just being a parody of myself. It's funny we're all in on the joke, right? So yeah, I don't know if people talk about Loaded Weapon 1 all that much these days, but it certainly uh, created a second career for William Shatner. Yeah, because he was still doing uh, Star Trek movies. Yeah, like up until this. It was like, yeah. I think what he did before this was like Star Trek 6 or whatever, that one where they were like all wearing girdles and shit because they were just fat and old. The one with Christian Slater. Oh, Christian Slater's in Star Trek Six. He's in one of them. Oh, I he had just no idea. Shows up randomly. I might actually watch a Star Trek movie now. Christian Slater fucking rules. He just like gets him out of the room. He's like, "Hey, Captain Kirk, there seems to be an issue." I don't Love know, that you guy. Know. Also, uh, when he was uh, killing Dennis Leary in this scene, uh, Dennis Leary does a little thing where he like kind of gets down on his knees and cries and begs before he's uh. Yeah. horrifically murdered by like a thousand gunshots uh-huh. i was like i don't think leary's doing that in a movie these days like playing a character who looks like a bitch and cries no i think he's like over this now he's two in charger's yeah. persona it's like a tough no. guy yeah i'm an old school tough guy like back in the yeah. day back before guys became chicks you know what i'm talking about yeah hey camel reds and big interesting. man interesting to seeing him dancing for the man right here trying to get a paycheck a big young dennis Mac leary or something i don't know what this thing was yeah uh, next scene are our heroes, uh, Luger and Colt. Yep. They're, they both got gun names. That's, that's the, the joke, joke right there. They just stumble into some random shootout that's happening. Seems like something yeah. very much that would happen in a lethal weapon movie where you always get those random scenes where like they do some fun side quests that aren't yeah. really like, uh, involved with the, the main plot in any way. Just kind of watch the characters mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah. It's, uh. Fucking Phil Hartman himself, we've already talked about him, and Corey fucking Feldman. And Corey Feldman. They both show up just doing nothing in this scene. Just Not a For thing. no reason. It's just like, hey, yeah. are you guys free this day? Come do a cameo in this yeah. fucking spoof movie we're making. Phil hey. Hartman was also on the TV screen in Dennis Leary's uh, mansion. Oh, was he? That's yeah. uh, fucking, I wonder if he got two paychecks out of that if shit. you watch closely, he's reacting to everything that goes on in the mansion Yeah, scene. so he actually gets a gag here where like he, he makes a dark joke and like Luger's just like, oh, you think that's funny? There's a serious situation. And like he's like, I'll show you what's funny. And he goes and he's standing yeah. in front of a brick wall doing a stand-up set. Hey, what do you call 20,000 lawyers at the bottom of the sea? So, so I get it. You would get Phil Hartman for a that. A good start. If you want to have a guy telling some cheesy stand-up jokes. But Corey Feldman has got no gag. There's like no joke to Corey Feldman showing up. No, that's the it's joke, just like, is that it's Corey like, Feldman. It could just be like he's playing a, an extra role here because it's not like a built into, oh, we know Corey Feldman to be this way in his persona, so it's funny that he's doing this. It's just like, no, he's one one of the random cops and there's no joke. Yeah. No, it's I think, fucking weird. I think it's the, weird as hell. Pretty sure the joke is, hey, that young cop's Corey Feldman. They got that idiot whose career's over yeah. into their movie. Never thought I'd see him again. Had he done the burbs yet? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was late 80s. Was yeah, that's it. Fucking sure. Yeah. Uh, so then they go into like a motel here. Mm-hmm. No tell motel. I like the joke here where they're they're trying to shake down the the guy working the desk for information. Yeah, and he just keeps running through all the things people say in movies yeah. when, during this scene when the cops questioning things, but before they can even ask anything. It's a great delivery for for a real simple joke here, yeah. where he's just like, oh, "I never heard of him." Blah blah blah, blah. and I had to look him up because I 
this character, this, that, this actor. I was like, this guy's great. And I know his face. I've seen him in a million things. His name is J.T. Walsh. Yeah. And he has been in one million things that I've seen. But I still, just looking through his whole IMDb, I was like, none of them stood out to be like, oh, yeah, he was that guy in that thing. Yeah. I was just like, oh, he was in that? He He's in not that? even He's a that? that guy actor. Yeah, no, not at all. But he did really great in this scene. Yeah. Digging a J.T. Walsh, I think. He's Maybe a, a bit part actor. This guy might be a hidden gem that oh, uh, I've, I've overlooked for right. a lot of years, what I was thinking. So they like were just like, okay, this guy we're looking for is up on floor three or whatever. Let's go up there. And there's more shootouts happening. Who's up there, man? But the guy's from Chips. Yeah, John and Punch. This is some more of that stuff that we were talking about last uh, last week, I think, where the jokes in these spoof movies just start becoming like, a, hey, you remember these guys were in Chips? Yeah. There's no joke here. It's just... These are the guys from Chips, and they're dressed like they were in Chips. You this remember that show, right? This one's funny, though, because it's actually the two guys from Chips. Yeah, it's kind of funny that they have their uh, motorcycles on like the second floor yeah. hallway of a, a motorcycle. Third floor, you were right the first time. A hotel here, right here. But Oh, no, this was the second, second floor, floor, you're right. They're trying to get to the third floor. By the way, guys from Chips show up for no reason. Um, then they go to the third floor. Then they go to the third floor, and uh, the, the, the dick FBI guy from Die Hard is up there. And the only joke there is just like, oh, he also played the dick FBI guy in Die Hard. So. Uh, another little joke there. Okay, what's, what's the little joke? That was Emilio's principal. Oh, yeah, also another Breakfast Club, of course. Yeah. Played the dickhead principal. And did, do they make any crack like that? Because I didn't notice uh, anything none. like, oh, haven't we seen each other yeah. before or something? He should have been, he should have like, done the that too, you yeah, know? That, I, Drive so, it something home. Something like that, something like that. Good to, point. Uh, Make people go like, oh, I, I know that thing. I know that guy. I know that thing from something I watched in my past. Yeah. The most important thing here, though, is uh, this is the scene where John Lovett shows up for the first time. Yeah, they tell him Becker's up in 403. Gotta, Becker. They got to question him here. And, uh, this is where he's got the horrible dyed blonde hair throughout this entire movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a direct spoof of fucking Leo uh, gets. Pesci in yeah. not Lethal Weapon 2 where he's got normal hair, but Lethal Weapon 3 where he shows up with a dyed blonde hair. Yeah. I couldn't believe that Lethal Weapon 3 came out before 1993. I would have guessed like 95 that movie if, if he would have put a gun to my head. Yeah. I mean, I guess Rene Russo was wearing some like high-waisted mom jeans and that. Hopefully that wasn't happening by 1995 now that I think about it. You're thinking of Lethal Weapon 4? Uh, Lethal Weapon 4 where... You love uh, that movie. Fucking... Uh, Chris Rock? Chris Rock was wearing some high-waisted mom jeans. And, uh... I had a new guy in the movie. They gotta have a new one every time it was a Lethal Weapon movie. Jet Li. Oh, Jet, Jet Li. Li. He was, uh, oh, I should have had that Afro Circus Li. queued up for you. Yeah. Uh, well, well. We'll get quicker at it. Oh. I think they were going to. I'm starting to starting to feel like we're probably not going to get quicker on this whole. I believe thing. in my skills. Got I got to remember. I got to Rain Man remember anyway, where yeah. the buttons are. Uh, fucking direct Perry Lethal Weapon Three here. Yeah. But uh, shit happens and he gets he gets shot. Is what happens. Yeah. And there's a funny joke here, where he's on a stretcher and they're trying to ask him for last bit of uh info out of him to figure out who's making all these cocaine cookies. And he's like, uh, you think I'm going to die? And Samuel Jackson, once again, hero of this movie, gives him a thumbs yeah. up and tells him, uh, oh, you're, you're going to be great. You're going to do fine or whatever. And then they just zip up the coroner's bag and body bag and throw him in the coroner's truck. Yeah. Great timing. The timing on, shouldn't be funny. It's an obvious joke. It's all about pacing. Life. Perfect fucking timing. Perfect deadpan delivery yeah. from Samuel Jackson. Got an audible laugh from me. That's maybe like four or five. 
Four yeah. or five times I've laughed in this movie. At this yeah, point. I had a couple in there. A couple here. Yeah. Next scene, they're investigating the Dennis Leary murder. And uh, this scene's just tremendous for over-the-top, wacky cartoon gags. Because there's just shit. There's cops everywhere. Shit's happening everywhere. And there's like yeah. four or five gags on the screen at like every fucking moment. Like, whether it's in the background or in the foreground. I'm going to say this movie... Uh, Citizen Kane-esque in its oh, depth of focus wow. right here, where there's just action going on, foreground, background, in between, so much stuff happening, pack so much stuff. Camera works great, too, here. They're, they're just, they're gliding through this room with all this shit happening. Had to have been well choreographed, not yeah. a lot of cuts. Filmmaking in this movie, fucking Quintano. Yeah. He's, he's knocking it out of the park here. He's, yeah. he's not phoning this one in. This ain't just a paycheck. No, the Q-Man pays pretty surprised, attention. yeah. This is also where we get the get payoff, past Q. in my opinion. Okay, of the earlier setup yeah. of the head and shoulders joke, which is uh, what? What's, what's, the, what's the payoff? Well, Sam Jackson finds Proctor again. He's sitting down. He's sitting down now, and he's like, ah, oh, my foot, you know, I got this tingling, whatever sensation, and he takes his shoe off, and his foot's on fire, ah, like in those funny, that's right. tough acting, tenacting commercials. Once again, like... Hope you were alive in 1993 yeah. if you're watching this movie in 2021, or there's not going to be a lot of stuff that you're laughing at. And you turn to yourself and you go, oh, they're going to do a tough acting to Nacton commercial now. Mm. And instead, Sam Jackson just goes, well, yeah, man, your damn foot's on fire. That's right. They're setting up expectations and then subverting them. Yeah. Like, clever writing bait here. and switch. Clever writing here. Yo, bait and switch. Also, uh... Is just deadpan delivery of they're they're in this completely shot to hell and like half burnt room just full of dead bodies and uh, Samuel Jackson just delivering the line of this may look like a suicide but I've got a feeling something else yes. is going on here. <laughs> it's just this is like the Lloyd Bridges character in Hot Shots. I feel like could have delivered that fucking just it like, was I'm a completely yeah. oblivious idiot line and made it funny but like that one really stuck with me. Nailed it, Sammy. Sammy. Sammy nailed that one. Well, because. Uh, they, the coroner tried to call Whoopi Goldberg's death a suicide in That's the right. first police they're calling, scene. They're calling all these over-the-top yeah. deaths suicides. I like that they doubled down on it. Also, as they're leaving, uh, they there's valet parking at this crime scene, apparently. Gotta be. Uh, he's fucking... Uh, Car bomb blows up, and like the valet blows up. There's car bombs everywhere. There's there's people on these tails trying to kill them with yeah. car bombs, trying to get them off the case. Which is funny. Also, I love Samuel L. Jackson's delivery of a uh, Emilio hits him with like the grizzled line. Of, it's gonna take a lot more than a couple of car bombs to get us off this case. He hits him with pretty classic Samuel Jackson. Not a hell of a lot more. Yeah, it's like the, the, the one of the rare like, excitement. Out of yeah, him. Samuel classic. Sam classic. Not a hell of a lot more. Good stuff. Good stuff yeah. here. Um, where are we going next? Where, Emilio where also we found one of General Mortar's rings. Oh yeah, that's right. The scene it's of the, uh, the equivalent of the lethal weapon. Uh, that's a special forces tattoo. That's a special forces, Roger, tattoo. Roger, Roger. Yeah. That's a special forces, Roger. I found on the ground. That's a special forces. Tattoo. And he's like, "Oh, you can't just steal evidence from a fucking uh crime scene, man." Good call. This is where we get. This is, a this is where we his, get, uh, we learn a little. Learn a little bit about his past here. Yeah. This, this guy plays by the book because. Uh, He's, he's had some things happen, but we keep getting flashbacks where Sam Jackson yeah. goes into his own head here. So, these classic mismatched guys. You got one fucking yeah. loose cannon and one guy who plays it by the books. That's right. Uh, we go to Wilderness Girls headquarters here. Yeah, there's a little cut scene in between where Shatner's selling drugs to people just to show that he's a bad sure. guy. He's a bad guy doing bad guy It doesn't really matter, things. though. But, but the uh, boys, yeah, they show up. 
We gotta get at we, the wilderness, we wilderness headquarters, and, and we gotta shake down the lady who's in charge of the place. Miss Demeanor, that's right. Destiny Demeanor. But you gotta know if you're watching uh, this scene is that uh, we're taking a lot of stuff that happened in the movie Basic Instinct. Yeah, we're just uh, make, making it crazier. We're elevating it. I like that her character <laughs> name is a, just a setup for the one joke where they start questioning misdemeanor about the murder of Dennis Leary, and Sam Jackson says, this is a major felony, misdemeanor. <laughs> also, the uh, whole reason for her name. I thought kind of ripped off from the animated show Cops, I think it was called, where one of the characters was named Miss Dermeanor. Yeah. I had her acting figure, I remember when I was a kid. That was an underrated 80s uh, cartoon. Dr. Bad Vibes. But yeah, much like the... That was another character um, in that show. Silence of the Lambs shit earlier here. We just start going through a lot of direct basic instinct parodies. Where yeah. Like, there's sexual tension in the air, lots of flirting going on. And it's like, if you didn't see basic instinct back in the day, well, you're shit out of luck here. You're going to be lost here. Or if you don't really remember basic instinct, which is kind of the boat I'm in. And I think probably kind of the boat anybody at yeah. this point in history watching this would be in. Yeah. Uh, the scene after we all follow. Everybody sure, sure. That. Um, but, but this here. Yeah. The gag here, though, where <clears throat> they're talking to the mousy lady. She's got her hair up. Mm-hmm. They're doing a little seducing. And then she takes her hair down. And then she becomes a completely different actress. Correct. She goes from being an ugly woman to being Kathy Ireland. Homely woman, not ugly. Pretty That's ugly woman. rude. But, uh, Homely. That just... Th- the commitment to the gag of hiring two actresses and giving them two paychecks to play yeah. the same role just so you could have this like two second gag. Yeah. I really appreciate it as a budding comedy fan here in 1993. Oh, yeah. Still hit. Still hit for me here in uh, 2021. Big hit. Uh, but uh, yeah, basic instinct stuff, completely oblique. Till we get to the next scene, which is where they're, they got her down at the police station and they're questioning her. And it's We're just doing the pussy shot. The direct pussy shot from base. Yeah. Everybody remembers the pussy shot scene. They all do. Even if you haven't seen Basic Instinct, you've like right. watched that clip on some like janky uh, putting a bunch of viruses on your computer porn site. Or yeah. just like, here's that pussy shot from Basic Instinct. Which the whole joke here is they're like, oh, all these guys know that the pussy shot's coming. Right. So they're, they're bending down. They're trying to look up her skirt. Art from the Burbs is here, I which I love. Say, I always love to see him show up. Rest in peace. Uh, he's a funny guy. Instead he of getting Wayne movie. Knight, we get Art from the Burbs. But uh, Rich Dakuman. Uh, the, as they're they're Dakumon. asking her increasingly uh, inappropriate questions to just make the joke like, "Oh, Basic Instinct, where everything was over the top sexual for no reason." But Lovitz, Lovitz randomly shows up here again. Yeah, which makes no sense. No, which is the first time, the first instance of the reoccurring gag where. John Lovitz, who we've already seen die and whatnot, just keeps randomly showing up in this movie again and again for no reason. Yeah. Also, a funny like meta gag that I, I enjoy. Why, why is he back in this movie again? Yeah. This character's offering nothing. And he's, he starts to figure it out right away, like, uh, people, people don't want me around. <laughs> but his delivery of the line, do you sleep in the nude? Oh, uh, he had another... Most John Lovett's delivery of a line I've ever heard in my fucking life. He's, he had a couple of ones in this. I should have fucking written them down, but he had a couple of them just where like he's just saying shit. Extra and it's just fucking like, John Lovett. Why'd you there. say it that way, John Lovett? You're an asshole. 
uh, as they're leaving, they run into uh, Tim Curry and have a little bit of like a shootout with him here. Yeah. He gets the drop on him. He gets behind uh, Emilio and puts a gun to his head. Yep. Emilio is telling him like, take the shot, fucking Samuel Jackson. Take Take the shot. Shoot him. Shoot him. And this is where he he goes into uh, convulsions. And uh, (laughs) it's funny because he's been so straight-faced up into this movie. He's going into a flashback, so he's literally just fucking like shaking his head around and making his jowls wiggle back and forth like he's in a fucking seizure. Yeah. Then then we go into the flashback. Samuel Jackson, I think, is probably my MVP of this movie. Probably this movie would be a huge failure if he wasn't in it, I think. Yeah, he's really doing some heavy lifting here. But uh, yeah, the fucking flashback here where uh, Whoopi Goldberg had a, a mime... Pointing a, a, a gun, a, a gun to red, but the gun's just his hand. Because he's a mime. She's telling him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, and he couldn't take the shot, and he yeah. can't take the shot here. We learn that he freezes when he's in the moment, yeah. which may be a direct parody of some movie where like the guy can't take the shot yeah. as a past trauma, but I couldn't think of it. I was like, what is this Carl Winslow, of? Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing the, the Al from a Die Hard. Here, yeah. I guess maybe. It's certainly the same storyline. That's what I got, at least. I don't know. Mime jokes? Those were a thing you could get away with in the early 90s. People not anymore. People thought mime jokes they were got funny right for some now. reason. You can't make yeah, jokes. fucking not, not funny. Mime jokes were never funny. I was never a fan. No. Next scene, we're getting the. This, this is a great scene. Lethal, the Lethal Weapon Dinner lethal scene. Lethal Weapon Dinner scene parody right here. Yeah. I did not, not a big fan of the Basic Instinct stuff. Not, not Didn't a, hit. Whenever they get back to Lethal Weapon, I'm, I'm this like landed. A shit right here. Yeah. This is great. We get a parody of the scene where fucking Riggs goes to the Murtaugh house and uh, there's a sexy teenage daughter there. Yeah. She's kind of flirting with them and there's some sexual tension. She was in that CIA movie with uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart. girl was playing Kevin the daughter here? Hart. Wow. Yeah. Uh, when did that come out? Uh, I don't know, a couple years ago. Yeah, but it's just, this is 1993. Right. She, she was, was a child. So man. how old was she like fucking in a movie with The Rock? People don't usually let women that old be in movies. She's uh, 48. Wow. Currently. Wow. So she was probably like you said that mid 40s. With a lot of confidence. And yeah. I, I don't know why you would have that information. Yeah. She's I'm 10 years older than me. You. I looked it up. Not believing you at all. I looked it up. 10 years older than But me. this scene's great. She's playing footsie with him under the table. Yeah. It's all awkward. And then you get that escalating comedy bit shit where <laughs> the tween boy, the son yep. starts doing it as well. This and is, this is audacious. And the family dog there also we go. starts rubbing his leg, uh, yeah. his leg under the fucking table while he's trying to pretend like nothing's happening. This is the stupidest joke in the world, but I was dying at this one. Yeah. Especially especially the tween boy. The yeah. kid was hilarious. Like, give him those fucking sex eyes. Yeah. Kid, I wonder what that kid went on to do. Uh, is, he, is he getting the rock paychecks at all in his career right now? No. He deserves them. He should. He deserves to get some he, of that rock money. He was in Sister Sister instead. Oh, wow. That's not a, not a bad game to think. I think, I think that thing went into uh, syndication. Syndication, yeah. What about Mr. Cooper? Uh, Mr. Cooper. 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 That's that's Never a weird fucking like uh that was one of the biggest sitcoms at the time it oh, was on huge. and like also I think probably lasted a good six seasons at least but like it had multiple never ads. had a syndication run like never had any post life of like Mr Cooper reruns anywhere never hear anybody talk about it yeah I feel like people probably don't even remember yeah. who Mr Cooper yeah. who was that guy what was the actor yeah. oh. Marcus Cooper. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That guy <laughs> went on to do nothing. Like he was like one of the biggest stars in the country. He was funny. Point. It was it was weird. Weird yeah. how that show completely disappeared yeah. from the 
social consciousness. We'll just do a deep dive into that guy's career. They got fucking Raven Simone for the later seasons of that shit. They pulled think, the Cosby show. I think she was just the whole on the whole show. Wow, what a coup. What a coup. What a coup. Uh, next scene, we're back at uh, Emilio Estevez's uh, beach RV, and mm-hmm. we're doing this. Is where we're getting some Lethal Weapon Two parody here because uh, it's like the whole storyline where he starts fucking the South African chick, yeah, and like she's and working for the bad guys, and then she gets killed by the bad. Where he guys. aggressively stalks her at the grocery that's, store. Oh yeah, that's a real uncomfortable scene in yeah. Lethal Weapon Two that they just play like it's totally normal fucking shit right here. Because well, it was very totally normal for Mel Gibson. Uh, Kathy Ireland got one laugh for me here. Where okay. Uh, she, she she mistakenly got uh, Detective Luger's name is Detective Loogie. Yeah. She just keeps saying it throughout the whole movie, and she's just so earnestly calling him Detective Loogie. Loogie. Like, that's what she thinks the name is. I was like, yeah. that's funny. That was funny delivery, Kathy Ireland. Maybe you're not just a pretty face and a wildly talented uh, field goal kicker. Ooh, duh. I really like her deliveries in this movie, yeah, man. Yeah, she's not bad. No. Like, at all. Fucking... As like the sex pot. Why didn't we get more Kathy Ireland as an actress uh, as the 90s went forward? I think we've both shared probably our feelings. Probably gotten into drugs or something. On this show many a time. Ireland hotter than Crawford. Oh, oh. man. Crawford, yeah. She, uh, in that one movie, Fair Game with one of the Baldwin brothers. Yeah. She was a way worse actress than Kathy. She's a terrible Ireland. actress. I understand why she didn't go on and do any more shit, but but yeah, I think I was. I, I think I was an Ireland fan. I was always an Ireland. Don't man. get me wrong, I was a Crawford fan too. Like, well, I was, duh. I was pretty into both of those. It was the it was the era of supermodels back then. Yeah. Supermodels were like a big thing. But if I could, look you don't at, hear about models anymore. Like, no. who are the famous models now? I don't think there are any. Whoever's on the Instagram or the yeah. YouTube. Who's wearing clothes for money these days? Yeah. I can't name a single one of them. Yeah, sickening. Weird. Who, who knew hot chicks would go out of style? I tell you what, if Kathy Ireland had a OnlyFans currently, mm-hmm. I'd I'd look. Oh yeah, sure. There's got to be. There's got to be a way to get around that subscription yeah. thing. I'm not paying for it, but you know, I'm gonna get on one of those. Get on the dark web and see that shit somehow. Can't be worse than when you finally got to see Tammy Lynn Sitch do porn. Oh man. <laughs> She farted, man. Yeah. She farted in the middle of that porn. How much do you think it costs to get her to come over here? Over here? Yeah. I didn't think she just does that for like a couple hundred bucks, like legitimately. So that's well, yeah, kind of sad. It's get not even really a joke. It's just kind of sad. Just get her on the show. Give her something to do. Another direct Lethal Weapon 3 parody here where they start their like build up to sex by comparing each other's like body wounds. Mm-hmm. Direct scene between Renee Russo and Mel Gibson in mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon 3, but taken to like the extreme here because... One of them's got a hamster wheel instead of a heart, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And whew, crazy, crazy that people are parodying Lethal Weapon 3. Like, that's something anybody would remember or know yeah. about. People love that shit. It was all right. I watched Lethal Weapon 3 probably like a year ago, thinking like, oh, you know, it's going to be a big, big drop off from 1 and 2. Still pretty solid. Yeah? Still pretty solid. Enter- entertained me watching Lethal Weapon Sometime I, during the lockdown. I can't remember much of anything about three. We'll talk about it one day. Yeah, We'll talk fair. about it one day for sure. Uh, also, we got to address the buns situation in this scene, man. Thank you. After they're done boning, yeah. fucking we get a joke where he makes a joke about how you got to do a gratuitous butt buns butt in the moonbeam Buns in the moonbeam. We talk about buns all the time on this podcast. Yeah. We always wonder... We're watching a movie and they don't show the guy's buns. Yeah. Why not? It was a perfect opportunity to show the buns. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Amelia was wearing some prosthetic buns here. 
Those I was trying those to figure it out. Buns. Those look like big, weird, plastic, weird, chiseled yeah. buns prosthetics going on there. Yeah. yeah. Good on him if those were real, but they looked, fake. Shiny. They, looked, they looked fake as shit. I don't, I don't think that was his real buns. It, was, it looked weird. It looked no, like no was, way his buns are that looked tiny. like he was wearing some kind mm-hmm. of suit. Mm-hmm. So uh, much like in Lethal Weapon 2, of course, they've got to come to the, the place and shoot it up in, in choppers right here. Yeah. Machine guns and choppers. They he, shoot it helos, all up. Helos. They had a helos. Helos. This is also just destroys I it. I think the exact same location, once again, from the Lethal right. Weapon movies. They just redid it shot for shot, and it looks fucking tremendous. And they shoot it all up. And they explode it. They hit the propane tanks, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But there's a twist. We get a big gag here. What? Which... It's not really a gag. It's just a cameo. Yeah. Uh, who who should crawl out of the explosion but Bruce Willis. As John McClane. Yeah, he's got his, die, his messed up diehard tank top on because he was just in a thing that blew up. And he's like, oh, no, you got the wrong RV or whatever. Yeah. That one's a couple doors down. And I'm like, once again, there's no joke there. That's just, yeah. hey, remember Bruce Willis from Die Hard? Was- we... Paid him to show up for one day of shooting his, and put the Die Hard outfit on. His brother Dave Willis was one of the producers. You got to be kidding me! There's a there's a, another Willis yeah. brother. Yeah, was he on a Bruno the the Return of Bruno album? Is this guy a musician too? I'm sure he he's got to play sax. Dig into this. Yeah, he's got to get him fucking in that recording room at some point. I think your fucking brother. Yeah, you're, you're laying out an album. They're both talented. Oh, this is a huge revelation for me. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm gonna look into more of this guy's work into his works but so insane they fucking paid bruce willis to do this dumb little i'm thinking not much i mean you don't think it was called this is this is pre him doing all that dtv shit sleepwalking through it i'm just this saying is prime willis right here i think i think dave called in a favor hmm. could have been could dave have willies been. uh we get the second uh samuel jackson flashback here where we learn why he always goes by the book which yeah. is just, I forget the context in which the flashback happens, but it's just he was a, t- a crossing guard as a, as a young boy, and uh, his negligence led to an old lady getting ran over by a bus or whatnot. Yeah. It's, uh, not That's as, a joke. It's, it's not, not really a funny joke, but I did enjoy the small sight gag of uh, the, the young actor wearing a name tag that said 12-year-old Wes Luger. <laughs> yeah, Wes Luger at 12 good, years good old. Little, yeah. Good old joke. Good old joke it's right good there. good stuff. Strong. Uh, after this, we go directly into a Rambo gearing up montage. Yep. Because uh, that, that's what... They, Relevant. They were arguing, like, Emilio's like, I'm going to go storm the compound and take this guy down. Because I'm bad crazy. Guy. And he's like, oh, we don't have a warrant. We can't do that. I'm going to do it by the book. And we learned what I did by the books. Rambo gearing up montage, though. You got to have it in a movie like this. I'm glad that we have it here. I'm yeah. glad that they understood that a parody of an action movie has to have a Rambo gearing up edit Absolutely. montage thing. But jokes aren't great here. Just oh, he's got darts as well as grenades, and then he falls over because he's got some. There could have been some some funnier jokes here. He could have had more random shit he was strapping to himself. They had like a. We needed to blow this one out a little bit more. They had a really passive uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger joke earlier in the movie. Ooh, I don't know that I picked up on that. Something about just like a oh oh uh, the two detectives are somewhere and they're like act natural. And he's like, oh, did you see the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger career retrospect at the blah, blah, blah theater? Oh, I missed that. I missed that joke. And he's like, it's really good. I might go watch that. <laughs> so they both get they both get spoofed on a at least. Bit, a little bit of a shout out there. You got to work got them you. both in. You got you to gotta bow to the king a little bit yeah, when you're both. spoofing this shit. The king and the queen. Next scene is our big finale. So <clears> we're... we're, we're 
we're already at the end of this very complex story. That's nice. Emilio's breaking into the bad guy, William Shatner's fucking factory, which is great. You got to end an action movie at a factory, so this makes perfect fucking sense. Yep. Uh, weird joke where he's going in through the sewer. Not weird. These guys were on top of the world. He, well, he pops up out of uh, the, 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 you know, manhole cover yeah. thing at the other end, of the, oh, thinking he's going to be inside the compound, yeah. but, you know, he's not quite there. He didn't quite make it yet. What yeah. he does is he... Pops up into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah, he's at April's farmhouse. It's weird. Yeah, A, because they don't even pick a scene where the turtles are down in the sewer. No. They pick a scene where they're at a farmhouse, so him popping up under them like uh, out of a manhole cover makes no goddamn sense. But then there's not even a joke to it. Like, it's not just like, I could get a joke like, oh, he pops up and then like we do some sort of parody of the ninja turtles like oh he's, yeah. in, he's looking at a parody of the ninja turtles and he's like yeah. what's this this is crazy they literally just superimpose his face over a random scene in the movie yeah and then he's like oh no it's the ninja turtles it's not where i'm supposed to be let me get back down here in the sewer a little yeah. bit more and keep going it's a pretty good joke it's no joke You're right it's no joke there matt no no, no. it's a scene where they're it's just uh it's these a... two movies were made by the same company here so yeah. uh we can just get 12 seconds of footage from that movie yeah. for, for no money. It worked well so for me. already own it. You a big fan of this one? I popped, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, hey, it's the Ninja Turtles. I know them. I didn't get it. I mean, even even as a kid, I didn't get it. I was like, what's what's the joke here? Was, give me give me some Turtles jokes. I'm went, down for Turtles jokes. Went in the sewer. Ninja Turtles What did work for me is that when he does get to the compound on the other side afterwards, the, the security guards are just... Nazi soldiers from the 1940s for yeah. no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> just not explained. There's no joke there. It's just completely random. I like that. They're speaking in German. There's subtitles on the bottom of the screen. And then Emilio walks towards them, sneaks behind them, and his knees crash into the subtitles yeah. in a big visual gag. And it hurts. Yeah, it hurts his knee. Yeah, that one made me groan. Didn't, didn't really laugh at that. Oh, one. I enjoyed that. Big fan of that one. Yeah. Uh, so eventually he just confronts, uh, you know, Fucking General William Shatner, who's, we learn, has everybody kidnapped, basically. He's yeah. got Kathy Ireland kidnapped. He's got the missing dog kidnapped and chained up. Claire. Hilariously, he's got John Lovitz. Still <laughs> Once alive. Again, showing up in this movie for no reason, even though nobody cares about him uh, chained up. That was, a, that was a good joke. I yeah. laughed when he showed up again. Yeah. And um, Ireland starts as free. She's got the drop on Shatner, and then Shatner... Gets the drop on somebody. I don't know. She anyway, she ends up getting. It doesn't taken matter. Hostage, so, we're yeah. getting to the point where we're approaching ninety minutes of straight gags. So yeah. they're like, oh, we gotta wrap up this quote unquote plot in some way. Right. Have some sort of action scene to fucking end this. So we get a gag where like all the goons come in and they're taking numbers to fight Emilio because mm-hmm. you know all the big goons don't swarm them. They fight the hero one at a time in these movies. Waka waka. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty much done with this movie at this point. Like, oh, that's I a think shame. I was just like, eh. <laughs> wrap this thing up, guys. This is where we get I the window I gag. I don't, I don't care what's going to happen to the bad guy or how he's defeated or what, what the fuck ever. This is where you get the real good window gag. What's Oh, yeah, where uh, he's kicking these guys, and then they keep flying through window panes that these two worker two guys, guys are, are carrying, walking yeah. back and forth. But I wrote, like, once again... This is a joke from Wayne's World 2. Came out the same year. Done better in Wayne's World 2. Because they just briefly mention it. And then, like, 
pay it back off when you'd forgotten about it and didn't know they were going to later in the movie. Well, yeah. I like that setup and punchline better than it just happening over and over and over again here. That's fair. Not laughing. Not laughing at this. But uh, Kathy Ireland no takes a bullet guy. in uh, this big finale here. And I did laugh at uh, when she's down on the ground, like, dying. And uh, she's just telling him to, to kiss her one last time before she dies. Yeah. But she's coughing up a bunch of blood, so yeah. he doesn't want to. And he's like, ooh, gross. It's not funny, except for... The sound effects of the coughing they put right. in here were just so fucking disgusting. Just wet. Just so over the top thick. wet and disgusting yeah. that it, it, it made it funny. I was, I was laughing at it. Yeah, funny's funny. Funny's funny, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Fucking Luger shows up at the last minute and shoots the general. That's how all this stuff to pay off is he can't shoot somebody when uh, they're in a high-pressure situation. Yeah. He shoots him, just like uh, Carl Winslow at the end of Die Hard. Right. And everybody's it's a happy ending. I like when he shoots... Uh... Uh, he shoots Tim, or not Tim Curry, shoots oh, yeah. Shatner. That guy's a bad guy, too. He gets shot at he some point at the too. end of this. Yeah, I don't even know. At this point, shot. I was done paying attention to this movie. But I like when Shatner gets shot, Emilio Estevez goes, ooh! And he's like, ah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. You hit him. <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty good joke yeah. right there. That's messing, good. Messing with the guy's That's good head. stuff. Uh, so everybody who's been shot then once again just shows up alive again at the end of the movie. Yep. They're all in the car, just like, uh, the dog, John Lovitz, the girl, all of them. And I'm yeah. like, they're basically doing the Wayne's World mega, mega happy ending here where yeah. just everything works out great. And then direct Wayne's World parody out of yeah. nowhere. They, they headbang to, Queen as they drive away and the movie's over. thank you, we're still got seven minutes before we uh, hit 90 minutes, which yeah. I think is pretty much the shortest a movie should be to be an actual movie. But, you know, they got in, they got out. They made their money. Yeah. They pulled the scam off. Hey, the movie's over. How do you uh, follow up that cool Queen song? Oh, I don't know. How, how would you do it? A second cool Queen song. What's the second cool Love song? kills. Uh, they play that over the end credits is going on? Yeah. Was, it, wasn't, mm. it was like a late Queen. Yeah, I think it was... Of, of late at night when I was watching this and I was like, okay, let's turn this fucking thing off and get out of here. I enjoyed it. Let's put this fucking thing on pause and take a break because uh, the listeners got to hear some coming attractions so they yeah. know what we're talking about next month. And then uh, when we come back, mm -hmm. National Lampoon's oh. Loaded Weapon 1, <sighs> what's going to happen, Matt? Enters Judgment Day. got some weird friends. I have got the fastest growing bit I have ever had in my entire life. I mean, look at this thing. <laughs> I think your sweetheart has been taking too many diet pills. Here's a chicken sandwich if you want to have. She should have listened to her sister. Don't pick her all the way. Because when she and her band get ready to party. Do anything you want to. Good time. It's more than just a great time. I didn't know girls really did this stuff. It's Slumber Party Massacre 2. Now it's time for the fun part. He's in his house somewhere. Well, it's 9 o'clock, I'm ready to rock. 
Because let's Slumber Party Massacre 2. If you go, don't go all the way. Oh God, anybody got any tranks? There's too, there's too many options on, on the soundboard. I think they needed to pare down the options. It was at this moment that Nathan knew. Oh. He fucked up. Wow, that's got my name in there. How did it... How did, that's kind of impressive. Soundboard, Nate. Every once in a while. Every once in a while you pull one out and I'm like... Every once in a while you're like... Yes, that, that's that's just hurting my ears. Oh, that's really going, going on. on. Yeah, it's still going. <laughs> is there any way we can turn these off early? No. You got to listen to the whole clip. No. Oh, what do you, a, what do you want me to hit it? Course. You want me to hit it a second time still and risk it? Where noise. It's still going. What if it just goes on forever? I, I stopped okay, it. Okay. Yeah. It was, got to be a bit much. Matt, Judgment Day is Hey, speaking of a bit much. Go out yeah. to the internet to see what uh, the people out there, the listeners, the salt of the earth, had to say about the film that we watched. Yeah. Get some one ninja star reviews. Get some five ninja star reviews. We read them. It's where we I finish off very this seriously. flask of whiskey. We drink the rest of that flask of whiskey, and then uh, we give our own ratings and uh, final you know, thoughts and all that. Yeah. The important part. This is the important part of the podcast. Yeah. It's the big buildup, too. How many ninja stars are they going to give? That's All like, of them. I think there's anybody who skips. It's like they don't listen to any of this, but they're just really invested in how many stars we're giving these movies. There's got to be some idiot somewhere sad. doing oh, that. That's, that's so sad if that's yeah. their life, but they're not hearing this, so they don't know how much yeah. I pity them. Yeah. They're going right to the end. Hey, if this happens to be where your 15-second button mm-hmm. skip things sure. stopped, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, you. Knock it off. Yeah. Don't hit skip. I'm talking to you, dipshit. What are you, nuts? What are you, goofy? It's uh, it's first five ninja star, one ninja star review here, Matt. This is from a letterboxed user named Swag Sarah. Oh, cool. It's a cool genre of uh, review I like here, so I always like to pull this one out. Uh, It's a chick, man. So she says, this is my BF's fave movie. (gasps) And he quoted like 75% of it while we watched. Oh. Then I fell asleep. Whoa. IDK. Not a memorable movie at all. One ninja star. I always think it's funny when some dude makes his girlfriend watch some dumb movie that a girl's not going to like. You know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's that's from the Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I recognize that reference, Matt. That's why I enjoyed it. Did you watch that new one? The ones I understand. No. HBO? I mean... I put it on yeah. in the background while I was doing right. something, and it didn't That's hold not my good. attention at all. Not so good. I'm not going to say that I watched yeah. it, but I watched enough of it to know that uh, it was real fucking yeah. dumb, and I don't know why it exists. I watched that uh, first Conjuring the other night. Uh, okay, as yeah. I'm known to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recall that one being a, a favorite of mine at you know, the time of its release. You know what I realized? What dawned on me? What's going on? Ron Livingston. Mm-hmm. It's just Luke Wilson with range. Yeah, yeah. Also, a little bit more conventional looking. <laughs> you know, Luke well, he doesn't have that uh, weird elongated Luke Wilson charm sure, going on to him. Yeah, sure, so I could see that. Yeah. You know what I didn't like What's those uh, insidious movies that came out at the same yeah. time as The Conjuring's. Yeah. But everybody always likes packages them together for some reason. Well, because like, ins- Insidious and The Conjuring, they're, they're great. And I'm ins- like, 
Insidious so kind came of about the same bullshit, yeah, but you know? one of them's good and one of them's bad. It's like, all James Wan's so bullshit. People just like see this like the things. The movies are about the same thing, so yeah. that means like they're the same quality movie. P- people don't understand what movies are, no. other than the people who write the reviews here in our Judgment Day. Yes, these, these people get back nervous. to the people. I care. Uh, what's this next one here? That it's I a got? one bullet. This is a one ninja star from a letterboxed user named Justin Gerber, apparently. <laughs> First and last name. Justin Sounds like an Gerber. idiot. Yeah, well, he's makes some good points. You're going to feel pretty, pretty dumb yourself once you hear what he has to say. Okay. He All says. Right. I'm listening. The actor who played Proctor in the Police Academy movies is in this. And True. I think it's because the guy who wrote Police Academy 3 back in training and Police Academy 4 Citizens on Patrol co-wrote and directed this movie. One ninja star. From Letterboxd user Justin Gerber, who really cracked the code there. People who uh, work together in Hollywood sometimes work together again later yeah. on. Yeah, this guy. I want to poo. Blowing people's minds. I want to poo-poo that rating, blowing but people's minds. Everything he said is pretty factual. Pretty factual. Pretty factual. Probably how it happened. Yeah. Assume that's how it happened. Yeah. He probably called up Proctor and was like, "Hey, Proctor," mm-hmm. and he's like, "That's not my name. Please stop calling me that." <laughs> and he's like, "Shut up, Proctor." Remember writing that you script want... you were in that uh, yeah. gave you a career. Pretty sure you're Proctor. Sure, sure didn't give a fuck then. You want another paycheck or not, Matt? Yeah. Usually we do reviews here where mm-hmm. I say they made a lot of good points, but mm-hmm. it's just me lying to you. They didn't make a lot of good mm-hmm. points, and we talk about what idiots these people are. Mm-hmm. This is a rare one right here. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say a lot of good points made. I think it's it really did make some good points here. I added okay. this one because it, it made some, some... I think we're going to get a different perspective All right. than our perspective. Here. Well, I mean, we already got a woman's perspective. We're, we're going to get another one here right now. This huh. is two women on, on one judgment day. Do you you just, know... Just pushing the limits of what you'll accept you here. You know that I What's don't this think... guy going to put up with? Chicks know what's funny. After I made him do an entire month of chick flick movies, uh, how, how am I going to break this guy? Oh, man. You're getting there. That's a five ninja star review from a letterbox user named Sandra. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that fucking Cliff Huxtable's daughter? That's right. This is uh, Sandra Huxtable. Isn't she the one married to Elvin? Elvin, yeah. They opened oh, the uh, wilderness supply store together. You know what they are? What? Ham. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be ham. Yeah, it is. Back to the classics. Sandra says, aside from just one of the guys... This film probably imprinted the most onto my childhood sexuality slash gender identity. Uh, uh, I can't you, you imagine up until National identity. Lampoon intended it, but Emilio's entire character turns into a kind of commentary on gender as performance. By the end of the film, he's gone from gay to bi to asexual to cross-dresser, but he plays it all so sincere. It yeah. reads as sweet rather than a cheap gag. He never actually has sex with anyone in the movie because he's still too torn up about losing his dog. He never makes comments about the love interest's body or sexuality. Instead, he tells her he liked hearing about her leather underwear and then five minutes later emerges from the house wearing her lingerie. Huh. He then speaks wistfully about how she wore the same size pumps as him. There's just so much going on here. Like, I think the intention was maybe to parody the macho male figure by feminizing him, but the whole thing just reads as super queer, and it makes the movie sweet and fun. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson does an incredible job, and there's a decent joke every 10 seconds. I honestly don't know how they could have made this movie better. Five Ninja Stars from Letterboxd user Sandra. Huh. 
who really blew my mind here. I was like, yeah. is this a queer, like, fucking favorite? Is there a bunch of people who, like, grew up being like, you know what? I really identified with this movie yeah. as, like, a trans person or a gay person or whatever. Maybe. It's possible. He's pretty much playing every hipster chick in the year 2021. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All those girls are out there fucking doing all that. Jack Colton it. Yeah. All over the place. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to nudge you at the bar next time one of them walks in. And we, oh, hey, check Jack, out Jack Colton Jack, over Jack here. Jack Colton it all over yeah. this fucking bar right uh, here. Give me a break. I like it. Matt, let's go that's back a good, that's a good review. down in the oh, gutter. Son of a bitch yeah, thank you. Thank you. This is a five ninja star review. Take you back. From IMDB user Bevo13678. Oh, yeah. I like that name. Who says, funny, funny. I liked a bit where he rolled his head round heaps of time before he shot someone. Yeah. Five ninja stars from IMDB user Bevo13678. This fucking guy gets it, (laughs) man. That's good. Matt fucking, uh, let's wrap up this podcast here. Let's sure. wrap up the month of uh, jokes. It's getting a little long in the tooth. It's time to get serious. Yeah. No more, no more goofing around. What's your final thoughts and your Ninja Star rating for National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon? Warning? My final thoughts, Nate. I didn't think Hot Shots was very funny. I remember that. I thought, I thought this movie crazy. was pretty funny. Pretty funny. Three and a half Ninja Three Stars. Three and a half Ninja Stars? <laughs> That's my review. One? I thought wow. this was funny. Wow. Three and a half ninja stars. <sighs> See, I kind of went in the opposite direction. Well, I remember this one as being a lot funnier and than it Hot was. Shots. And I think I came out of it feeling like it kind of had an equal number of hits and misses no. than Hot Shots. I had them both on the uh, even playing field as far as how much I enjoyed them. But also, Hot Shots was 84 minutes, and this was 83 minutes. Yeah. So it beat it by a minute. Yeah. So I'm giving it an extra half a ninja star than I did Hot Shots. I'm going to go three bullets. Yeah. For National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Yeah. Yeah. You know why you didn't like it so much when you were watching it? Why is that? Because you probably worked that day, right? Yeah, I've been working a lot. It's Came home late rough. at night Ugh. after you had a... Oh no! I was supposed oh, to be oh, ham. No. You had a bad day. It's gonna be ham oh, yeah, day. No, we're just gonna. What's this fat thing? Ham day. day. Oh, ham day. Ham day. Matt, there's no yeah. more uh, long days and misery in our future because yeah, everything's on the up and up. Transitioning from here. into our favorite time of the year, spooky season. Oh man, I'm gonna. We've been ranting. It's spooky. About everybody calling it the spooky season. It's October. In October, we watch horror movies. Yeah. We're not calling our horror movie month spooky season month. No. We're calling it Slashtober. Yeah. So we're watching 80s slashers all fucking month we long. love Get excited all for that it. shit. And, oh. Keep going. There's an extra little, uh, extra little treat for us. I've picked for the month what I consider to be the most 80s of all the slasher oh. movies. What, which, which ones are the most 80s? Oh. How can you get the most 80s shit piled into uh, four fucking 80s slashers? We're starting off next week. Our first one, Slumber Party Massacre 2. Oh, hell oh, yeah. That sequel, motherfuckers. Watch Ooh, that shit man. and come back to us. You motherfuckers show up. Carve a pumpkin. Get bloody. Stab your sister. Because it's mm. motherfucking baby oil and blow. 
Stay single, or else. It's a long road when you're on your own, and it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. 